wonderful people. Welcome to our humble abode for the week, the FanDuel Stage, live in Media Row. It's Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, February 7, 2023. We start now. Football! It is celebrating its biggest week of the year. Super Bowl 57 kicks off this weekend, live from the city that we are in, Phoenix, Arizona, as the Chiefs and the Eagles will find out who is this year's champion. We are packed with guests today on this Tuesday, and it's only going to get more hectic as the week goes on radio row is starting to fill in we were here just yesterday a little early yeah okay a lot of people are not getting down here until about wednesday but since i was in vegas for the pro bowl might as well do the entire week here it's a celebration of the season that was conversation should be magical and we're learning a lot about tom brady and bill belichick's relationship on this beautiful tuesday what will we learn throughout this show that'll give us a little bit of a better estimation on what aaron Rodgers is going to be doing next year we shall see He'll be here at the standard amount of time at the standard time. He comes on Tuesdays, although we're two hours different here in Phoenix, Arizona. It'll be noon local right. to Eastern. Yeah. Okay. The Pebble Beach Pro-Am champion, four-time NFL MVP, will be on FaceTime. Refused to come into this building. Yes, he did. Oh, come on. Certainly something. We'll be excited to <laughs> chat with him. Can't wait to hear where his head's at. We'll also have Andrew Whitworth on today. LeGarrette Blunt, Super Bowl Ooh, champion, hey. will be on with his LG's Feel Good CBD product. And to be honest, I don't know how, how I feel about this whole thing. Dana White's going to be on today. Here okay. we go. Is he okay. just doing? A, I don't know how this He's goes. Doing the rounds? Has he done any media at all since the obvious terrible video hit the internet of him and his wife getting into a physical altercation very publicly and doing something very terribly that made some men who are doofuses think, "Well, Dana does it. I can do it." I'm gonna have to talk to him about it. We told him whenever he said, "Hey, gonna be at Radio Row. Would you want to have Dana White on the show?" It's like obviously we're very appreciative of everything the UFC has done for us, for about not only our show but personal but whenever we talk like gonna have to be like hey shit still ain't sweet there yeah it's just like a few weeks back or whatever so i'll be excited to hear where his head's at and we'll be chit-chatting with whoever else meanders by Uh our fan stage here in the corner of media row it's no longer radio row i'm learning this is just media row uh, because it's a lot of podcasts and Uh. internet shows and although every company that has a deal with the nfl is certainly being represented here it is slowly evolving away from what the old school radio row was into what the future is we're lucky to be here we're thankful to be here we'll also answer some of the questions from twitter yesterday hashtag pms in az should be a hell of a day joining me the toxic table said on a couch alongside one half of the hammer Dad. cowboys town digs we got connor sounding much better today yeah i feel much better as well hey there we go man actually have a voice today well you're feeling better huh because yesterday you told us you felt no. great you just sounded like shit and we all said no 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 i'm feeling better because of what we heard about brady and belichick from you know what you just talked about i've felt amazing as a human being and as a health wise this to whole time terrible. let's save these oh partners. it's go- it's going to slowly dwindle no matter what but at the current moment it's kind of sound like a human being again. we only have so Not many really. words per minute for connor ty schmidt is here obviously aaron Rodgers tuesday mm-hmm. what do you think you think he's going to make up his mind you think he's going to have his decision made there has been not a single thing said by him to us that should lead us to believe that there will be any significant information told today but what do you think comes from the champion of pebble beach pro am aaron Rodgers? part of me thinks his mind is already made up and he knows what he's going to do but yeah you're right we are we are getting absolutely no answer today there will be no i mean 
I mean, I feel like he, he, I don't know if he wants to be the first domino to fall. With all the stuff that's going on with all these Raiders fans saying, you know, like, oh, come, come to Las Vegas. Devontae's doing the belt at the Pro Bowl. Oh, oh, all this sweet. different stuff. It's, it's almost too loud for the Raiders. Deep down, I've said it all along. I think AJ agrees with me. D-Butt has said it. He's going to be back in Green Bay. He's going to be playing quarterback for the Packers. So I'm kind of just waiting for that shoe to drop, and then we can actually move on with the rest of the offseason. I do like that the people who have been steadfast about him being a Packer the longest are admitting that Aaron Rodgers is a domino that Uh is going to have to fall in the quarterback free agency world. That was what AJ mentioned yesterday, who's obviously here looking fantastic. Baby AJ. Baby AJ. Thank you, Shipless. Your ad, baby AJ. Thank you. Back for day two. A little bit of. personal news from the company sure we've discovered a game yeah Mm -hmm. because the house that we're staying at has a court of this game in the backyard perfectly lit by perfect perfectly solo light so as soon as it became pitch black in the desert which gets real fucking dark out here and cold gets real dark gets real chilly yep the place who built the person who built the house that we are living at said this sun thing ain't gonna stop me from playing pickleball <laughs> all night long. That's and right. We did. Yes, we did. Four or five hours of pickleball last night. And we'll start with you, AJ. Mm-hmm. A pretty good athlete in your own right, mm-hmm. I guess. Sure. Uh, Forty-some inch vertical, four-four forty. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're in a three-cone faster than anybody. Yep. That one defense coordinator says he's not good enough to be on the field <laughs> that's right. with an athletic quarterback. Uh-huh. Yep. True. He'll be a healthy scratch today, and that's happened to AQ before because of spite moves by the general manager. But whatever you think about the pickleball game, not being in our life until yesterday versus what the future is going to look oh. like with us in pickleball. <laughs> oh, yeah. How do you feel about it all, AJ? I feel like it, ha- it has legs. It's going to stay. It's not going to be like a flash in the pan. I mean, we had no really idea of what to do, uh, of what we were supposed to do. We still don't know the rules exactly. We're trying to figure it out. We're going to change a lot of the rules, too, or start to play by some other rules. Touch. Get a nice little get ah. there. Yeah, I mean, it's good. See, I'm in the kitchen there. All the, all the, <laughs> the terms. It's a weird game. It's very fun. It, it's, it combines everything. I used to play racquetball back in the day yeah. when I was a kid. It reminds Ooh. me a lot of racquetball with placing the ball and See? precision, accuracy, all of that stuff. But so- we got a lot of guys, though, in the house that we didn't know grew up with an extensive tennis background that we didn't know. <laughs> yeah, from- you were one of them. We got- yeah, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> I, used to, I used to walk in the back of the, the park I used to live by and play tennis with my brother every once in a while when I was like 10. We got guys that were on okay. the tennis team. We got tennis team players. Okay, Foxy High certainly showcases tennis. Bruce with- grew up in a country club playing tennis, no question. Maybe, and I reaped the benefit of that. Yeah. Perhaps. No, no, some great Bruce, athletes. Bruce reaped the benefits. Me and Bruce, okay, me and Bruce went on two different dynastic runs yesterday. Yeah. So it was obviously winner stays on the court, new team comes in. Classic, two on two. Me and Bruce parked it on that court two different occasions. Mm -hmm. Six straight and then five straight another time. We played 11, 12 games of fucking pickleball last night. I am sore. What an incredible sport this is. Unreal. Now, it does feel as if the creators, and I guess it was created in like 1965 or something in Seattle, Washington. We did Uh some research last night. We were all pretty high learning about a sport <laughs> that obviously has captivated the world. Yep. Drew Brees has a fucking team. Gary Vee has a team. Yep. Tom Brady has a team. Gary Kevin Durant has yep. a team. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, this is supposed to be the sport of tomorrow. Lacrosse kind of getting cucked here by pickleball pretty yeah. quickly. Time. Uh, we were making up rules as we are going on what makes sense for us. Mm-hmm. I guess, obviously, it's all... It feels like they've done everything they can to take the athlete out of the game. Like... And the power. They're taking a lot of you, – you, uh, you can't really overpower everybody. Yeah, like Rich White wanted to play a game in which they could be competitive. Yeah, level playing field. They yeah. want it. Now, 
So if you hit it harder, that means it's just going to actually slow down. You still got a chance to play. Can't it has to bounce? Can't be jumping too much out of this. Like all the rules are basically trying to, like, kind of slow down the athlete so that everybody can kind of compete. Athletes are going to figure the game yeah, out. Yeah, athleticism still does shine through, and there was power on the court as well. Yeah, you're damn right. We had to bring the power out. Bruce was unbelievable. Bruce was even given a couple hey <laughs> as he was hitting as if he was Rafa. Yep. AQ is going to step into the Thunderdome Let's this go. afternoon. I believe Darius Butler, who's going to be joining us for the last hour and a half of today's program live on stage, he's going to try to fuck around and find out today, I believe, on that pickleball court as well. For sure. It is a great game. This so, is It is fantastic the, the sport and i'm happy we found it there's there's a pickleball court being put into the thunderdome as we speak. as we speak right yeah. now yeah. after one night of playing it i i love it i love everything about that game i can't believe it took us this long to figure it out i mean you're not bullshitting we played for four to five hours mm -hmm. we started at probably about four o'clock and played until Please. nine nine o'clock maybe <laughs> a little yeah. i mean yeah. and you know like a lot of I'm way past my athletic prime. Like, there's after, you know, like four games or so where you're kind of like your knees are hurt and you're like <laughs> your feet are hurting a little bit. And it's like, well, you know what? We just we just lost a heartbreaker 11-9. So, AJ, <laughs> you better saddle up because we, we fucking got next. We just kept going. I was kind of waiting for it to be like, all right, we're done with this. We're just going to go inside, go sit on the fire. It never ended. We yep. would have played until midnight. We'd still oh, yeah. be playing. I think everyone's thinking about playing after the show and just kind of, you know, yeah. We got the pickleball bug. We do, big, big time. time. Big time. We got the pickleball bug. We got a great show for you today, though. Absolutely. Our, we're not all just thinking about pickleball immediately after no, the show. No, no. Strategy, no. Walking three blocks down to where our car is parked, <laughs> straight to 25 minutes yeah. to where our house is, yeah. getting to that backyard and not doing a single other thing nope. the rest of the day other than pickleball. 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 But that's the Super Bowl. We're having a good time. There we hope you are as well. How about it? And shout out to pickleball being created. Because it is going to give us something to do for the next five days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For yeah. sure. I got like four meetings this week that got set up pretty big. Um, yeah, large, large meetings. Mm -hmm. And uh, Super Bowl week is like kind of when this all takes place. Because we have our two weeks off after the Super Bowl that we get to take. And everybody gets to enjoy their families, hopefully, for a while. Because the football season, you know, you're just kind of locked in on this for all day every day it's the way it is we're lucky to do it we're thankful to do it but it's nice to get a little you know fresh different mindset whenever you get away for a couple of weeks and we'll come back right into the bullshit of the off season i mean we'll be nuts deep into the off season whenever we come back but all these meetings kind of set the tone for the next two weeks of thoughts on where our show is probably going to be going what we're going to be doing next year how it's all going to look there's a big meeting set up if me and Bruce are still running that pickleball, yeah. they, they might have to come play pickleball. I mean, honestly. They want to talk shop. That's a real thing. Yeah. We're way out there, though. It's, it's like yeah. golfing. It's like if you, you golf with somebody and do business. You're going to do pickleball and do business? I don't know if these people want to get on pickleball court with me. I, this is just, uh, I just learned your game yesterday. I'm starting to figure it out. I think I'm a pretty good pickleball player. <laughs> I think this is a sport I will be good at, too, because it's a ping pong. I played volleyball in high school, so I got, like, a little bit of uh, where we should be trying to get the ball to. Yeah. You know, there's a donut, a little 10-foot area yep. in there called the kitchen. Nonetheless, great game, pickleballers. We appreciate you. We love it. Go.
Let's move on to some massive news that came out of the Let's Go podcast yesterday. And the Let's Go podcast is Tom Brady's podcast with SiriusXM. Now, SiriusXM is obviously right next to us, and they got a golf simulator right here. So they're just going to be blasting drives right into the ear hole mm-hmm. of Boston Connor right there, which we appreciate. But whenever Tom Brady launched a podcast every single Monday of an NFL season two years ago, we assumed that days like today were going to be a very regular occasion. If we have Tom Brady, the greatest of all time, talking in his new home with Jim Gray every single week, let's assume that there's going to be some news rippling out of there every single time he speaks. That was not the case. For most of the portion of the podcast, it was pretty dry. Tom Brady was speaking as if it was a press conference, and Jim Gray had every single question sponsored by a company like... Uh, Morton Steakhouse, Tom. (laughs) Or Amex Plus. (laughs) Or maybe... Avis, if you need to get a rental car at an away game. Anyways, every single question seemingly was sponsored by somebody, so I think it was kind of a difficult uh, to digest podcast. Yesterday, in a celebratory uh, podcast of basically Tom Brady's career, a lot of his old friends and family stopped by, including Bill Belichick. And last week we chatted about whether or not Bill Belichick and Tom Brady were on the same page for when Bill Belichick would undress Tom Brady in front of the rest of the room. Here the story that Bill Belichick told and why it worked and how it worked and listen to the respect and love that these two very clearly have for each other. You're trying to win a game and it takes everybody. Yeah, you know, really, uh, Jim, that was as much a part of Tom as it was me, you know, because there were a couple meetings, uh, you know, where I would say something to Tom after the meeting, like, hey, you know, I didn't really, you know, think that was that bad, but I just want to include you and everybody in there with everybody else. And Tom would say, Coach, you have to. If you don't yell at me, then what am I going to do with all the rest of my teammates? I got to be in there with all the rest of them and say, hey, he's yelling at all of us and like we all got to do better. But if you leave me out of it, then then I don't really have a platform to work from. So, yeah, go ahead and rip my ass, too. Go ahead. And so I got the green light on that. I went ahead and took it. But and I think that players always they always come back to me and say, hey, the first meeting. Belichick got on Brady. I'm like, Christ, if he's going to talk to Brady like that, like, I better be straight. I, you know, I know what's going to happen to me. Such a and, and Tom's, you know, acceptance of that and also then his ability to lead his teammates by putting himself in the same boat with everybody else. Of like, yeah, we all got to do a better job. You know, he's after me just like he's after everybody else. Let's go. Um, that's a tremendous platform to lead from. And Tom recognized that. And, yeah, you know, was he our best player? Did he make the fewest mistakes out there and all that? Yeah, but everybody can do better. Every coach, every player, no matter how great they are. And, you know, if you're really looking and striving for, for perfection, then we all want that. Like, I want to be a better coach. Tom wants to be a better player, you know, and, and so does everybody else. You know, Law wants to be a better corner, and Logan Mankins wants to be a better guard and all that, and Rob Gronkowski wants to be a better tight end. And if you can tell him something to help him be better, a real competitor will appreciate that. And uh, and actually, where I got that from was Coach Knight. And because Coach Knight told me that's what he did with Michael Jordan on the Olympic team. He said, you know, Michael, I'm going to rip your ass, just like because I can't rip some of these other guys without ripping you. And Jordan said, hey, bring it on because I that, I need that, and that will help me with my teammates. And, and uh, it was kind of a similar thing, you know, with Tom. He was – he told me he appreciated it. I don't know. Really sure or not. Appreciate it. That's awesome. So that's the clip from yesterday.
he's going to make that kick on Sunday, by the way, Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. But I think that is what we were alluding to last week whenever we said Bill and Tom had to be on the same page about him chewing him out because if not, you could see how that could not last for 20-some years. But Tom continuing to take that and saying, yeah, do it, do it, and then using it as a, a platform of leadership, brilliant. I'm happy it's worked out. I'm happy we get to hear those two kind of come together on this podcast. And uh, I'm happy for Tom and Bill basically – saying to the world, this is a partnership. This has not been one or the other, and I think we got to see it a little bit, AJ. Well, I think the biggest, the, the most telling thing for me, at least, watching Belichick from afar, is listen to his voice, like how excited Belichick oh. is to speak about Tom. Like, Have you ever heard Bill be that, like maybe when he's describing a special wide open, player, yeah. but wide open, like cussing a little bit, but just seems like he wants to be there. He wants to let people know how great Brady was, how great the relationship was. That's honestly, I took a lot out of that, listening to his excitement. Connor, your thoughts? That had to feel good that the boys or on the same side like we thought all along. Yeah, it was very nice to hear that, uh, one, obviously everyone was wrong. You know, it's always nice as a Patriots fan when everyone's kind of berating the best player you've ever had and the coach of the dynasty for, what, 20, 15 years where everyone's saying that they hate each other. So, yeah, it was nice to have that kind of moment of, okay, so we were right, everyone else was wrong. But, no, it was sweet just because of what – like it meant to both of them each other really because even when belichick came on um i think jim gray asked some question right after an ad kind of just about what tom means to him. what was the ad i believe it was for wet wipes tom because i know you've been holding your junk in your hand and you maybe want to ice down your hands if they're a little dirty with semen and then right, right there, Belichick goes into, you know, how great of a player in person Brady is. And then Brady getting choked up and being emotional about it with Bill Belichick. It really did, to your point, show how much of a partnership and how much they love each other. Joining us now is a man who won a Super Bowl with that crew. He's three-time Super Bowl champion, oh, yeah. also the founder of LG's Feel Good, which is obviously CBD and other cannabis, beautiful yeah. things. What? Friend of the program. Can't wait to talk to him. Love him every time. Um, ladies and gentlemen, go ahead and spark that LeGarrette Blunt. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Blunt. Hell yeah. Hey, we were just talking about Bill Belichick was on the Let's Go podcast literally yesterday. And he said how he and Tom Brady chatted about chewing his ass in team meetings. And basically, yeah, yeah, if you can, if you, are you there? Yeah, I got you now. Oh, you sound there good. We go. Whoa, there we go. Hey, you look good too, man. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Thank you for joining us. Um, we were just listening to the Let's Go podcast where Bill Belichick said that he and Tom Brady chatted about how, hey, I got to be able to chew you out in these team meetings because if if I don't, everybody's going to be able to acknowledge it. And Tom said, yeah, you do that. It gives me the platform to lead. Was that the first meeting that you were at where you heard Tom get chewed out? Or is it just kind of understood that this is what Bill Belichick does to everybody? It was kind of understood. You got to understand. I, I got traded there from uh, from Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So um, there was my quarterback was still young. It was Josh Freeman. He was still young. He didn't. You know, he got yelled at. Nobody cared if he got yelled at. You know, he was a he's a first round draft pick. So he was still young. He got yelled at and stuff. But uh, when I got when I got to New England, um, I, I immediately knew that the respect level for for Tom was high. Um, the first meeting that we had, Bill told everyone, "Hey, bro, make sure you guys, make sure you guys are on time. If da da da, da all that good stuff." But the first time I heard him yell at him was, um, I don't remember what game it was, but he had a wide open guy running down the sideline and he missed him. And uh, he was, you know, Bill was basically saying, "Hey, man, look, 
you are an NFL quarterback. <laughs> you're you're supposed to be this Pro Bowl guy. You're supposed to be this guy all high and mighty. If you're if you're if you're the best quarterback, like all these people walk around sucking you off, <laughs> you're this guy the other. And if you're if you're this guy, look, there's a hundred other football players and college guys, even high school guys, can hit this wide open guy on a throw. You know, so so it's you know once I seen that, and I'm like, okay, oh shit. I hold there's him. nobody exempt from this, yeah. you know, considering the fact that he just talked to 12 in that manner. And I think that's a trait that Tom has that not everybody has, or it isn't a trait that's talked about as being one of the traits that makes him the greatest of all time. Hey, in front of my teammates, I have earned to be treated differently. Be who you can afford to be. Tom Brady has earned the right to not be treated the same. The fact that he allowed Bill for all those years, because Blunt comes in, literally sits up, Turns out to be a fucking weapon yeah, for the dog. Patriots. Absolute dog. He sits down there and he goes, oh, I got to tighten my shit up. And Bill even alluded to that. I liked Bill kind of scratching his own back there, AJ. You got anything <laughs> for LeGarrette in the middle of that? Yeah, LeGarrette, I know I've heard different things with, like, all Bill cares about is ball and that you're doing things right. What is? I don't know if it was you or somebody saying, like, hey, I, like, Gronk would show up sometimes in pajamas. But if you're on time and you know what you're doing in walkthroughs, like, Bill doesn't care about all the stuff that sometimes some, I should say, Coaches that maybe aren't as secure in themselves, they worry about dumb stuff like that. Right. Is that what you've seen with Bill? That hey, if you know what you're doing, it doesn't matter. Anything else? Yeah, he always, you know, um, it is it is vital to the success of the organization that everybody follows the mantra of do your job, right? Uh, it doesn't matter if you come in pajamas. I mean, it probably doesn't matter if you come in some Ethica draws. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? As long as you go there, you do what you're supposed to do. You're on time for everything. You don't do dumb things and control the narrative of of the media obviously what you know you don't the last thing that you ever hear about anything in the new england patriots or any crazy stories coming out or what's going on behind the scenes and stuff like that um and he tells and he'll tell everyone this he says it to the whole room man whenever you address the media talk about you don't talk about tom if they ask you a question about anyone else bring it back to yourself you know what I'm saying? So, um, when, you know, he can he, he he views things by how you how you handle the media, things like that. Um, Does he study that? Will he will he pull clips up of guys yes. if he feels like Don't they're not doing the right guy. thing? Hundred yeah. percent, really, man. <laughs> to the to the extent to where. You'll, he'll he'll go he'll see he looks at all the inter interviews that everybody does he looks at all of them and then you know the next day he'll say, hey and you know he'll we'll have our meeting and at the end of the meeting he'll say, hey. Put this there, da, 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 the quote, such and such says this. Hey, this is how you handle the media. This is how you keep it on you. Keep it about yourself. Control what is said. Control what is thought. Isn't it crazy? It, this dude it, listens to all the He highlights, he listens, highlights it. He's a coach. He's a GM. Jeez. He's the fucking media director. He's yeah. yeah. <laughs> the council dude. He highlights. Man, you have to, you get, we give these guys a round of applause. So, yeah. hey, man, good job handling the media. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And, and I heard that take about the, about, you know, about Bill saying, you know, um, he addressed Tom to see if he can get, you know, get on, get on, make Tom on the same level as everyone when it comes to, like, um, addressing him or yelling at him or screaming at him. I find that extremely hard to believe. I don't know. 
I don't know if that conversation actually had. I don't know if that conversation actually took. He did. Yeah, they said he said that uh, Tom said that he appreciated it. whether he actually did or not. I do not know. If yeah. that's true. <laughs> man, you know, man, this twenty year friendship. Yeah. If me and you've been twenty years for twenty friends for twenty. Yeah, years. these sleep things. Everybody can make these sleep <laughs> things. Like, yeah, you, you know yeah. what I'm saying. We've been friends for twenty years. It's, it's, it's different, right? So if you go online, if you go out there and say, uh, "Oh man, yeah, I remember this, this, this da 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 with Legarrette Blunt," I might not remember the exact details <laughs> of it, but I'm gonna go on the, on the next thing and they bring it and they bring it up. I'm gonna say, "Oh hell yeah, yeah. I remember that." Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's a lot of that so in life, but it's, it's nice to see them on the same page, you know? Yeah. Because for the last couple of years, there's been a lot of drama on whose side is what, uh, and we can't thank you for joining us every single week or every single Super Bowl week. Let's talk about this. Have you added to the LG's feel good? I know we got some sleep gummies here. Yes, sir. We Come on, these are new, right? Yeah. They, so we've had yeah. we, these are new. We didn't have them at the beginning, but these are new. We have the sleep gummies. Congratulations! Oh, yes, Hell sir. Yeah. We added we added the lotion. You know, Whoa. we added we added our we added our lotion. Get yes, some on your, for your face, right? Topical yeah, you, cream. Top, topical cream, yes. You don't want to put it on your face, though. No, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. We found some yeah. last year he worked. Yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah, no, yeah. we, don't, we don't put it on our face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's later yeah. in the week. You just, you just more so apply it to, like, soreness, uh, oh. Pickleball, we put it yeah. on. We need that. Gonna, yeah, put it on my knees. I'm going to take some of that. And this is for, you know, these are drops are for anxiety. You know, um, these are these are huge for anxiety. That's That that was a big part for me. CBD, right? Yes. All natural, all organic. It has zero THC in it whatsoever. Um, so, and even even my, my kids, my kids take the gummies. Um, my kids, my, I use this on my son religiously because he plays football. Um, and and this this is huge. I he use a dog, this son dog? He a dog. <laughs> oh, yeah. And hey, and, his, and my nephew, his, his, his cousin. Dog. Okay. His his dad is here with me right now. They're tight end and wide receiver duo, so they yeah. they they have they they will not run into any competition that'll be better than them. Bro. They, <laughs> we grind we grind these guys out, man. They they are. And too, we need it though. They need it, and they and and one thing about them is they work extremely hard. They never complain. Nice. They never say, Dad, I don't want to. He'll never say, Dad, I don't want to go do this. Dad, I don't want to. They go, only know what they're taught, right? Isn't that kind of the thing? Like Dion yeah. Sanders was, has been saying this because. This actually, I didn't expect to get into this conversation, but it's real. There's some coaches that are scared to death to coach right now. Yeah. Right? They're scared to death. Oh, I'm going to offend somebody. I'm going to do this. I think you're scared to offend somebody whenever you don't know if you have the respect of the person or not. Yes. So, like, Dion, I think, getting into college coaching with the way he's in a hard, he's a hard-ass coach. Yeah. I don't think anybody knows that, though, because they think of him dancing yeah. and everything yeah, yeah. like that. Sure. And he's like, these dudes want to be coached. Like, these yes. dudes want to be told what and to you do. Want them, and you want those guys. And, 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 you know, my son, my nephew, my quarterback – they are in unison. They've been together for a few years, and they show those signs. They show the, hey, hey, fellas, you off. They don't have no days off. They have one day off. He has one day off a week, one day. And uh, he have that day, and sometimes, most of the time, he's like, Dad, uh, can we go throw? Or can I go lift? Oh, or can geez. we go do this? You got a good one. So, uh, you know, it makes all A with one. the exception of, of, of one B that he was upset about. But these are great kids, man. And, and, and you know, great. I'm, I'm, I'm excited and happy Hell to yeah. be, a, be their head coach. Hey, the you're a good person to have around. I mean, you've had oh, success, yeah. obviously, yeah. everywhere. AQ has a question for hey, you. Hey, was there anything different in New England that Bill did practice-wise than all the other places? Because I feel like most teams – have the routine. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is the same, no matter what, winning or losing. Was there anything different that Bill did? Um, now nah, you have your standard routine. I would say the only difference is um, with with Bill is 
there is no practicing on the only time you'll practice on the inside is is with Miami. You know, if if, <laughs> if, if you're going to play Miami, that's the only time you'll go inside. It can be a blizzard. It could be negative what? ten. What? You what? cannot be able to see the sun. What? You you cannot be able to see the football. What? Right. <laughs> it's all that. You're gonna go out there and you're gonna practice in whatever it is. I got I I showed some people some pictures of me um, taken by the media where you can barely see my silhouette. And, and and Bill's walking next to me, and you can barely see who it is because it's snowing so hard out there. And his his main thing is, whatever it is, we're in it. If we're playing home, this is what we're going to play in. I don't want to hear shit. Dress for the occasion and come work. And I'll see you out there. I'm going to be twirling my fucking whistle. Yeah. Sweatshorts. He has one of the best. Five layers of clothes on. Hey, one of the best whistle twirlers. Oh, yeah. In the history of the game, I think every NFL films uh, piece that comes out, I'm always so impressed. I, I think I'm gonna steal his. I think I'm gonna steal his stilo. I'm gonna I'm I'm start coaching the boys with the cutoff sweatshirt. Yeah. Yeah. Are you gonna wear tight underneath, like uh, like tights underneath? Nah, or I'm no. I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm do full Bill Belichick. Just cut off, cut off. I'm gonna keep the hoodie. I'm gonna just cut off the sleeves, walk around with my hand in my pocket. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Throw the hood on. Yeah, not even yeah. give a fuck. Whenever the boys saw a touchdown, I'm gonna turn around and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Belichick. Yeah, we're supposed to score a touchdown. Thanks. We'll see you next drive. Tone Diggs has a question for you. Yeah, like when you when I'm watching like the Eagles offense. Does it matter, like, the type of running back? Or do running backs like when you have a running threat at quarterback so everyone can't just crash down on the run? How do running backs feel about playing an offense like that? Jalen right now is a yeah. weapon. Yes. He, he even tempts this. Fred Warner last week. Yep. Couldn't mm-hmm. even move. The guy nah. couldn't even move. He's, and he's different, you know, and obviously uh, – Jalen is 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 the quarterback that this that this league is leaning towards, mm-hmm. right? So you got him, you got Fields, you got Hurts, you got or you got you got him, Fields, Tua, Kyler, Lamar. You know, you yep. got you got all these guys. You know, you got all these guys that are that are um, dual threat quarterbacks, if I should say. Um, and it, it puts an extreme extreme um, lean on the defense to where you can spread them out as much as you want to. You can keep them in close as much as you want to. The offense that the Eagles have, they have weapons all across the board where they have A.J. on the outside on one side, Devontae on the outside on one side, Goddard on the yep. inside at tight end, and Miles Sanders, who's a 1,200 yards rushing back. You hey, know, he's a dog. You got, yeah. you, got, you got these guys, and then you add Hurts as a running element. You got the Gainwell kid that is really good. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you got a really, really talented offense. I just find it extremely hard to believe that they will lose this game. Okay, that's everybody. What's the percentage mm-hmm. of the money right now? 77. 77% of the money 71, 71% the of the bets. Uh, when they hold on, at one point they were underdogs, weren't they? Yeah, dude. For a Hoping. real for a real hot yeah. second. Yeah. For yeah, they were they were point yeah, and a half spread, point and a half turn. Almost boom. flipped immediately. Now like, what is it? Now it's point and a half still, but uh, Chiefs were favored, or uh, under underdogs. No, yeah, they were favored. favored. Now they're underdogs yet again. Mm-hmm. And ever since the beginning, seventy and the money's not changing at all. No. Seventy-seven percent of the money's on the Eagles. Everybody yeah. thinks the Eagles are good. Yeah, so that's what that's what changed them lines. You what do you think it is? Do you, you know think, how that goes? Do you think it's because how good the run game is? That's why. It is definitely. It is definitely. Hey, how resurgence good the of the run game this year. Yeah, it is, and and you have and it doesn't and and I I like big backs personally, but you don't have to have a big back to have an efficient run game. Miles Sanders is a, is 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 uh, is a, a living breed of of a living testament of you not having to have a big back because he rushed for 1,200 yards under that system. Now, granted, he did have probably the best offensive line in the NFL as far as the this run guy's game. been sucking yeah. them off. Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, you can't you can't name you can't name a lot of a lot of centers in the NFL that can freaking pull. Kelsey does that like his second nature, like mm-hmm. it's nothing. Two seventy. 
and and he's running, bro. And he's he uh, he's fucking old. You know, it's like he, he's, he's, that's my dog. That's my guy. So, I, but he's old. You know what I'm saying? He's not like a young guy. Ty has a question for you. Yeah, like Garrett. Speaking of the running game, like there are certain guys right now. Like I think of Pacheco, who like he runs violent, like yes. very violent. But he's not really a big guy. Like there really aren't that many bruisers like you. Are there any guys in the NFL who kind of remind you of how you played? And do you also think that the game is kind of cyclical and we're going to see kind of in the next couple of years more guys who played like you at the running back position? Yeah, no, nah, I definitely think we'll see some guys, uh, some more guys looking like me um, in the position, some bigger guys. Um, guys that remind me of myself, um, Jonathan Taylor is, is a – he's not he's – not, not He's Did not as big as me, but he's a physical running back. He runs guys over. And he reminds me because he's fast, like me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, another guy that reminds me of myself a lot is Derrick Henry. I yeah. think he's um, – for him to be as as big and, and huge as he is, um, I know a lot of guys don't like to come downhill and hit him, but he's not one of those guys that you ever see really just run people over. It's more so when people just bounce off of him, mm-hmm. and he has really good balance, and he's a huge guy. But you don't ever see him pound someone, pound mm-hmm. someone. You see him throw a lot of stiff arms here and there, but you see guys like – Chubb, yep. run the ball hard and run people mm-hmm. over. You see, you see people like um, um, Jonathan Taylor do it. You see guys like Joe Mixon do it. Mm-hmm. You know, these are big physical running backs, man. And, and you got you got a couple of those guys coming out of college. You got the Alabama kid. You got some guys coming out of college that are going to be that. You know, Pacheco can kind of he's kind of leaning towards that that role and being that guy. He's just not that big. Mm-hmm. Last question here from Carl. You think Jonathan Taylor is going to be okay? He's going to come back? I, I think he is, man. You know, yeah, yeah, right. Derrick, I think, yes, <laughs> I think he's going to be okay. Derrick Henry came back. Right? You're right. You're right. Yeah, right, he, right. He made a great comeback, man. Right, yeah. Sure. Well, yeah. The <laughs> offensive line, highest paid, figured it couldn't block him. But <laughs> Jonathan Taylor was in the MVP conversation going to run a yard. I, I mean, it was everything was In the broke. beginning. In the beginning, he was in the MVP conversation. It's, it's oh, like, oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. Last question here from Connor. Go ahead, yeah, LeGarrette, we talked about Coach Belichick but also GM Belichick doesn't get talked about much. Did you ever have contract extension talks with him? And especially because oh, yeah. you did two stints, what was it like leaving and then coming back? Well, um, so when I left to go to the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, I left I, I left there and I got picked back up with them. Yeah. Um, you got to negotiate I, with that guy. I don't think so. Then I, then, I, <laughs> <laughs> then I played that one season where I had 18 touchdowns oh, yeah. and 1,100 yards and stuff. And that was the first time I hit the negotiating table with um, Bill and um, he is he is he is ice cold as they come, uh, and he um, he. Whenever we were talking on this, so this is a, a story that not a lot of people um, know. Whenever we were having our contract talks, you know, we were talking about you know what teams. You, he's he's asking me, hey, what teams? You know, da da da. da. And I'm like, uh, you know, me being naive, oh, I'm I'm talking to this team, this team. And I talked to my agent later. He's like, bro, don't fucking tell him who what teams you're. Bro, you're giving to. him <laughs> so much ammo, right? Like what? So um, so I named like a team or two. That I was talking to, and um, he was like, "Yeah, man, um, I don't think we're gonna, you know, I don't think we're gonna reach the number. Is there any way that we can come up through the middle?" Da da da. All right, I'll call you tomorrow. We had a conversation the next day. Okay, I'll call you tomorrow. We had that conversation again. Then we got off the phone. The very next day, there's this weird tender put on me that hasn't been used in 35 <laughs> years, 30 or 35 years, saying that if a team picked me up, they are guaranteed that they have to hand over picks, yeah. right? So I'm a free agent. You know how it goes. Whenever you're a free agent, you be, they got whenever a team pick you up, if you were worth yada, 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 you got to give up a compensatory and all yeah. that stuff. 
teams weren't trying to do it, so they were trying to wait to after that deadline is over to give up a compensatory pick to give me a deal. Well, the day before that deadline was over, he put that tender on me. Now, three teams <laughs> dropped out of the conversation. Oh, no. Because they don't want to give up that pick, right? One team stayed in that conversation, and obviously you guys know who that was, the Eagles. Yeah. yeah so look at that. Karma is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, the Eagles are back in the Super Bowl, obviously, just like whenever you were playing for them. Yeah. What an incredible run. Can't wait to try out some more of the LGs. Feel good. Go to L-G-S-F-E-E-L-G-O-O-D.com. Yes, sir. Check it all out. Congrats on all the success. Appreciate it, man. And Always thank you for pleasure. coming by, man. You're the best. Ladies and gentlemen, three-time Super Bowl champion, LeGarrie. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate, Appreciate you, it, man. man. Have a good one. Hell yeah, dude. Um, the Bill Belichick-Tom Brady relationship is going to be something that is talked about all day today. Great shoes, by the way. Yeah, yes. Wow. Oh, very Ooh. clean. Very, Great very fit. Clean. Look at that chain. Oh, he's a big fucking dude. Yeah, he's still, huge. He still run for 170. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. easy. What are you right now? Dang. Jeez Louise. Appreciate you, LG. Have a great media Oh, we need some of that bomb. Yeah, give me the cream. Yeah, we need yeah, some yeah. of that I cream. Need I, I don't to open it up, but I mean, we. Do. Oh yeah, I'm gonna need some of that. This yeah. calf. I'm gonna put some of that on. Where's Bruce? Thanks, man. Appreciate it, Bruce. Man. Where's it go? Right under your eyes? Yeah, right to yeah. your eyes. <laughs> Eyeballs and wherever nose. you want. Put your it in world. your nose. Too. Actually, your world. Whatever you want to uh, do. Hey, thank you, man. That was awesome. That was awesome, Chad. Hey, How awesome. are you, buddy? There you go. Okay. All right. All right, everybody. <laughs> Ty, get those calves done. Get those get those calves ready. Bruce, let's make sure we're getting on uh, the, these drops, baby. This might clear the sinuses. Yeah, actually. I know. Put it right on your eyes. Yeah. Right yeah. underneath your, uh, put it right on your mustache. Listen, we all, uh, we cold, pl- our, our pool is not heated at the house. We cold plunged this morning to make sure we were ready for the rest. Did you guys uh, actually get in there or no? A couple people did. I did Break not. Break man. Yeah, apparently it was as cold as Tahoe. As the lake? Really? Yeah. Really? Real I mean, it gets cold. very cold at night here. Yeah, it does. Hey, he's well, a big fuck. Did you oh, ever yeah. have he to weighs 260? Yeah, I mean, you have to attempt to. Look how big, like, <laughs> not a, he, like you said, he's a big, fast dude that lowers his shoulder on people. Like, he is an absolute wrecking ball. That's oh, like tank. three Super Bowl rings, There's, and he was a big part of it, man. Like, he's a, he was an absolute stud. Huge part of it. Against the Colts, dude, he had, like, four tuds against us. Up yeah, in New scary. England that oh, game. Oh, yeah. And it was, it was untouched for most of it. It was just back-to-back Super Bowls, right? See you later. Yeah, when we get to Philly, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of what the Vinatieri move was. Vinatieri was in New England. Then he goes to Indy, wins yep. the Super Bowl the first year, and that's what he talked about there with the negotiation thing. Bill Belichick being the general manager of that team doesn't get talked about. No. Always just like, oh, he's a cheating coach out there. Obviously, it's like. This fucking guy was handling media relations yep. in the meeting. Mm-hmm. He's handling the negotiations. He's doing it all. There will never be another one of those fucks, but it sounds like he just loves the game. Him lighting up talking about Tom Brady on that Let's Go podcast was really cool to hear. Yeah, it was unbelievable. And hearing about, like, their personal experiences because they did the Pebble Beach trip mm-hmm. and how him and Tom spent three days together. Like, I had no idea that Bill Belichick, won golfed or took time to do, like, those type of events with Brady. Yeah, he said, uh, I think it was on six, Tom hits one over to the right, over by the cliff, and Bill goes, he was surely out of bounds, like, surely. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he sees Tom Brady, his quarterback, the greatest of all time, dangling on the edge of a <laughs> goddamn cliff, is mm-hmm. what Bill Belichick said, to get this ball out of the rocks. And it was at that moment, like, the competitive juices, and uh-huh. instead of just taking a drop and two swings, Tom Brady wanted to figure it out. They got to learn a lot about each other. It was a magical thing. It also feels like Bill Belichick last year was like, Tom ain't retiring. 
Yeah. You know, like last year, yeah. sure. whenever the whole retirement came through Schefter's tweet, I believe, yep. via Darlington or yep. Pelissero, however the whole thing worked out, and they asked Bill Belichick for a quote. It was almost, I don't want to say like a throwaway quote, but it was like a, yeah. not a real one. Yeah. It's almost like he was like, this fucking guy, what are we mm-hmm. And then this last season, Bill was watching, he's like, Tom's probably going to be retired. Yeah, this is it. This yeah. is probably the real one. Seems like a much bigger celebration this year for Tom than there was even a thought of last year. This is good for our greatest player of all time. Yeah, it looked like he was genuinely like excited to kind of just squash all the rumors that people have been saying really since Brady went to Tampa that these guys fucking hate each other and all that kind of stuff. And I think he was kind of like chomping at the, like, okay, I can't wait until he actually retires and I can kind of dunk on all these dipshits who thought they knew what was going on. They thought they knew what our relationship was like, but clearly had no idea. I love LeGarrette Blunt saying, yeah, Bill's saying something. And Tom's like, yeah, 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 that's how it was. Just kind of getting together. I'll be excited to see what the real truth is and excited to see that future whenever he's inevitably signed back to the Patriots for one day and that whole celebration yep. up there is going to be fucking wow. bananas. Oh, yeah. Craft Productions is going to go... 12 banner. Crazy. Statue. Hey, Taylor yeah. Lewan, Taylor sure. Lewan talked about retiring 12 across the league. Was he serious? Uh, it got taken as if he was serious. I mean, because this is like whenever uh, LeBron wearing 23 because sure. they wouldn't change the logo from Johnny West to Jordan. Jerry. They said we... Yeah, Jerry West, sorry. Johnny, his kid, played at West Virginia. Good guy. Yeah. Good player? Uh, he was a good guy, good player. Could really? shoot the lights out of the gym. I don't okay. know how much he got on the court, but. <laughs> Jerry's a mean cuss, too. Yeah, Jerry, yeah, yeah. I've seen from Showtime or whatever he is. And I think LeBron said, we could at least all stop wearing 23, you know, as like an honor. There's a lot of 12s across the NFL. A ton. At a very important position. Yeah. But I do like the fact that every player is like, hey, Tom, Job well done, Paul. You yeah. know, that's what everybody's yeah. saying. Let's talk about some jobs well done. Uh, Brian Flores, after a stop with the Pittsburgh Steelers as a linebacker coach, yep. has officially accepted the defense coordinator role for the Minnesota Vikings. Ooh, wow. Now, obviously, Brian Flores was head coach for the Miami Dolphins. Who knows what was going on behind the scenes there? I think that's all been settled off field. Who knows how much money has been given to who, what truths were made, what truths were told in that entire process him going over to minnesota they got kevin o'connell obviously running the offense now brian Flores running the defense his name was up for a couple head coaching yep. gigs now he's with the vikings aq shipley your thoughts on this immediately upon hearing about it yeah the first thing i thought was it was kind of interesting that he took that because i think his name was still in consideration for the head coaching job here in arizona that blew my mind, yep. first of all. That was he was it? up for it or that yeah. he took the I think he, he was finalist. still up for it. He was yeah, still a finalist, he with, right? He withdrew. He withdrew to take that job. Why would you do that? Well, because I think the facilities here are <laughs> such shit. Yeah, and Minnesota's <laughs> are top-notch. Not stopping yeah. with that, Minnesota's are top-notch. <laughs> they, they just built a brand-new facility. Yeah. It's unbelievable in Minnesota. But the the one thing we saw, right, in the yep. playoffs was the Minnesota Vikings defense. Not just the playoffs. Yeah. All year, right? It was, it was the one thing that needed fixed. They have players over there. He obviously comes from a great pedigree scheme, the whole thing. If he can get that defense paired with that offense, ooh, watch out. Whatever, watch out. they got Pat P over there. Yep. yep. He's still around. Well, they, Neil Hunter. They, yeah, they were able to get after the, like, uh, the pass rusher because Zedarius, Zedarius had led the league for a while. Yeah. It's just so they, they just crumbled down the stretch. And I, I know a lot of the Steelers spoke glowingly of Flores this year when he was there as linebacker coach and like senior assistant to the defense. Even the offensive guy said that he would come over there and like help a bunch of that guy. So I, I think he definitely took this year to maybe like because he what he was he was strictly hard nosed in Miami, like strictly 
non-players coach, it feels like he's maybe changed that a little bit. Well, it's different whenever you're the white cap versus everybody yeah. Yeah. else. Yeah. Whenever you're the head guy versus what you, everybody else is. And not everybody is immediately a success story upon becoming a head coach in the NFL. Flores is saying, hey, they're offering me like a million bucks to lose. What yeah. Come on. We want me to. <laughs> well, you take a head coaching job. Why? Because the paycheck's good. Well, he said the paycheck's going to be even better. We fucking lose. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Then, obviously, his two agents were making the rounds with the lawsuit against the NFL for racism being in, called into question for why he didn't get the Giants job. I think now we're sitting a year later with Dayball being a head coach there, thinking that they might have been very happy with Dayball getting it. Happy that Tomlin had Flores come yep. immediately back into the coaching fold, though. Not that anybody didn't have respect for Flores, but if that if Flores would have continued to, I don't want to say like put up like a fuck him, fuck him, fuck him yeah, type yeah. thing and didn't get back in, that's bad for the NFL yep. because Flores is good for the NFL coaching. He's one of our best minds, A.J. Hawk. Yeah, he is, and I think this gets him hopefully fast-tracked to becoming a head coach again, getting him another chance. I, mm-hmm. He can't feel great about the opportunities he had when he was in Miami and how that played out, and a lot of times it's you only get one shot at being a head coach. So you only hopefully, get one shot. Yeah. Don't chance. miss your chance, but this, this opportunity comes once in a lifetime. Yeah. Byron Leftwich didn't listen to that. He nope. Didn't. No, he did not. And now he's where he's is he? gonna be the face of that. He's gonna be the face of, hey, when your window is open to become a head coach, take it. Take it. Gotta take it, because literally one year later, your name could never be up for another job anywhere except for Notre Dame. Yeah, exactly. Offensive coordinator role. That's a real thing that just took place in Leftwich's life over the last twenty no, I'm sorry, 13 months yeah. or so. Well, and last year was kind of like the where McDaniel and Kevin O'Connell came out of nowhere, right? Because they weren't play callers. They weren't OCs. They were kind of in lower yeah. – or they were OCs, but not McDaniel. They were in lower positions, never called plays before. And Leftwich was the guy that was like, hey, this dude is the one who's going to be, you know, the next great – offensive who starts that coach. though who starts the narrative of saying this guy is the next guy and this success. guy maybe this isn't the guy it's the, the team, media team has to have success and so, it, yeah and then if the team has success it's That's like it. all right who's all in there but that, but that what makes it. what makes the media jump on a couple guys and then not jump on other people to pump them up because that has a big impact no, they on jump on everybody us. don't yeah. they the enemy they've been mm. on for years and yeah but why a... i feel like they're not pushing them hard enough they're like the enemy well think about it should have a gig by so now. the so uh what's his name o'connell came from the super bowl team yep uh mcdaniels was i mean it comes from you come from mcveigh or shanahan yeah true you're getting a shot well not, not this BA. year mcveigh's team stunk yeah. well right but i mean in years past that's why o'connell got the shot i don't right? i don't want to say everybody swayed by success yeah. but a lot of star fuckers out there well that's kind of how it should be right you rise to the top you get an opportunity if you if you can consistently win you keep your job if not see you you gotta start back over hey again. life ain't fair win and you'll get opportunities Meritocracy, the ultimate. God bless America. Well, okay. Shout out. That's your favorite mayor? Who? Meritocracy. No. Who is? I don't know. Gage what about you? Con? Kingstown. Hogset? Hogseth? Isn't that your guy? It's Hogseth. So are the Cardinals just down to Lou Anarumo then and <laughs> Kafka? Kafka? Lou Anarumo and Kafka. That's two different. Yeah, very. That's two very different, different operations. What are they waiting on? What are the Colts waiting on? I mean, fucking how, are gonna, how are you going to well, fill out the rest of your staff once you do get a head coach? So, hold on. What was the numbers that they were giving out about the Colts? Like 16-hour 16, 16 to 18-hour interviews. Oh. That, uh, straight? And Jim, straight Jim was spending yeah. three to four hours alone with One-on-one. On one. Yeah. In the bathroom. Writing songs. Oh. With his vape. Yep. Brother, <laughs> I'm going to say a word. You tell me the first thing comes to mind. <laughs> Jimmy Andrews. <laughs> oh, not bad. I wouldn't have guessed that. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> I would be excited to see how they go. 16, 18 hours? It did say that they do not anticipate having a round three of interviews. So now they're just oh, going to hope. No, they no, do not cool. anticipate. No, we were. We were setting up for round three. Yeah. So they're just going to take all that information from multiple 16 to 18-hour interviews Review and kind of parse through it and then try to figure out who's their guy. I like what the Colts are doing. Diligent. They're yeah. also, they told Gussie. Gus Bradley, defense coordinator. Yeah. He's kind of sitting in limbo right now. Sit yeah, you're not allowed to fucking talk to anybody, pal. Nope. Do, well, Gus is like, well, do we know the coach is going to want me to be the coordinator? We do not. He but might, we, though. We do know that there ain't a lot of coordinators left, pal. Yeah. You're a good one, and you're under contract for another two, three. We fired Frank. We didn't fire you. Nope. <laughs> well, do, can I get some sort of assurance that whoever gets hired here is going to at least want me to be the Brother, no. What are we? Slow down, guys. What are we even talking? What do you talking? think this is? We can't do that. Or do you think this is a football? They might, they might have their own staff. Exactly. Well, what am I going to do? Gus is saying, am I just going to be? Late? It's a bit late. Oh, I'm going to be a consultant to a team all of a sudden next year. Maybe, but once again, <laughs> we might have you thrown out the trash here too. But look at our contract <laughs> that we have. It's interesting because as you delay this hiring, yep. the staffs are also getting plucked. Oh yeah, other places. So the Cardinals and the Colts are definitely in a disadvantage right now. 100%. Definitely right now, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then you're also there's still some offensive coordinator positions that are still open. Oh right? yeah, tons. Like Baltimore, Tampa. Who else we got? I mean, there's obviously the two that don't have head coaches. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so there's so where, where do those chips fall? Did to, Dallas right? hire an OC yet? Yeah, Brian Schottenheimer. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Shotty getting a shot. Yeah, he was with the Seattle Seahawks whenever Russ was cooking. He was with the Colts too. Uh, he coached in the Colts building. I forget when is that one of the years you were there. Mm-mm. He was with quarterbacks. I think he was quarterback coach. Good dude. I enjoyed him as a human. Mm-hmm. I don't know how his offense is going to be. Well, said Big Mike's calling plays, too? Yeah, I yeah, think Big they Mike. said he's been a defensive analyst for the uh, Cowboys, like, the last two years. Oh. And Oh, so he's been in the building. Yeah, defensive. yeah, he's been there, and they think, you know, maybe, like, him being on the other side of the ball and, like, preparing what offenses are going to do for Dan Quinn has, you know, maybe given him a, a shot of fresh air, and he's going to be really good. You well, know, I wonder if around. he's going to let Dak cook or not. I'll be excited to see how that goes. The relationship with the quarterback, obviously, vital, especially in Dallas when – Dak is just going to get fucking murdered no matter what happens. Yeah. They were running him out of fucking time. I'm excited, for Big, Mike. I'm excited for Big Mike to call plays again. Here we go. We got uh, Radio Row cooking. There's Bill right here. Bill. Bill. <laughs> oh, shit. There's Bill right there, Bill. Great Bill. pickleball player. He improved a lot yesterday. Hey, really Bill, is. this is a whole new Bill these last three weeks. Yeah, it really yeah. has been. Most improved pickleball player by far. Human. What about just human? Yeah, sure. that too. Not that he wasn't a good human before. I mean, a lot of people question well, that. Well, I obviously. mean, you guys really. You guys. Oh, there's that doctor what? right there. Dr. Uh, C-H-A-O, I think. Oh, oh, Dr. David Chow. Oh, it's Dr. Chow, yeah. David Chow. He's around the NFL. He sends me a message message all the time yeah and he's so incredibly polite and i should probably like answer his messages but we've gotten to the point where i didn't answer like his first 10 so it's like uncomfortable yeah Uh sure but it's only awkward if you make it awkward they say it's already gotten to the point where it's awkward you know what else was uncomfortable and awkward what's that well you guys did to bill last night what uh-huh. What happened to Bill? You guys were just lobbing him fucking softballs, fucking five, six in a row, making him climb the ladder. Climb the okay. Ladder. I just want to let everybody know that is where I've gotten into pickleball. I'm in middle of games fucking with people now. Oh, yeah. That's didn't know the game, picked up the paddle <laughs> the first time, middle of game fucking with people. Yeah, I'm pretty comfortable yeah, in the middle of pickleball. Yeah, you had your magnifying glass on Ant Bill, okay? Well, was, Bill could get up. I mean, he's got yeah, some bounce no. to him. Bill Dude, has it, a lot of bounce it to was, him. I, we had him doing burpees pretty much. I mean, yeah. we, were, we were hitting it up real high, obviously, right to Bill. He's jumping, boom, and then as he's landing, he's stumbling. A little stumble down to the ground. 
So we said, was this fucking fill him up again, Bill, from the ground. Whoa. Yep. Boom. Come on, guys. That's what Dig said. It was like our fourth time we were just feeding the highball to Bill. <laughs> you two and teammates? Yeah. yeah. Tom goes, come on, guys. I know what you're doing. <laughs> oh, I was like, I, I lost a great fucking game. Oh, it's so well, fun. Listening to Tone start yell at Bill mid-game because anytime you hit a long shot that you know is probably going out, Bill just can't let – he can't let it go. Bill Bill would climb the wall across yep. the back yep. to try to return something <laughs> and listen to Tone yell, Bill, like in the middle of the ball, Bill, goes out, Bill. Oh, no, Bill. Yeah. And then Bill just can't help it. He's just – he's a savage. He's all over the court. It is. got to take advantage of people's, like, eagerness to hit yeah. the ball exactly. back to the lane. He almost dove eight feet out of bounds and <laughs> smashed his head open. We don't know if we're good pickleball players for everybody or just for us. No, I think we're – uh, at least top 100 at least we world. have good battles with us like there's not i mean you did skunk another team i'm not gonna say who it was but 11 zips which i don't that's tough to that's happen bruce, bruce that's tough to come really back. but a lot of them are close a lot of them are really close bruce bruce was getting real comfy he was yeah. he was in his bag oh, yeah. as they say this might be the best bruce bronovich there is yeah, yeah. sure he's bruce joke he's got to have a he's got to have a repeat performance though and that's gonna be he tough. will what are you talking about he was in that cold tub i don't want to put any seeds in his mind to make him start overthinking oh, like you did with marty smith yeah i'm just saying all like right bruce. let's get to a break hour one's wrapping up joining us now is a friend of the program mm -hmm. who certainly fucked up and put everybody <laughs> in an interesting predicament. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the best business minds to ever grace this country, the president of the UFC, Dana White. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, geez. Hell yeah. Looking dude. great, man. Good to see you, buddy. What's up, brother? Hey, yeah. Jack, you everybody, Dana. Looking look great. Good. Yeah, you look great. Great. Yeah, yeah, Shredded. absolutely. If it's okay with you. I think it's the other way, other way. You got to flip that thing the other way, I think. Yeah, I think so. There you go. How we Is that feeling? It? You sound good? Yeah, now I can't hear. Can you hear us? No. <laughs> can you hear us? You got to turn him up over there, Pat, wherever his thing is. I can hear you now. You can hear us now? Yeah. Okay, good. We can yeah. hear you as well. Hey. What's up? Good to see you. Bro, good to see you, too. You and me, uh, first time, I think, meeting in person. Yeah. I took a lot of shrapnel, obviously, as soon as the shit hits the internet between you and your wife. I think right. a lot of us did. Yeah. Did you have a plan that if anything like this ever happened, you weren't going to go anywhere? Because it seems like this is a big-time example of potential cancel culture meeting what could happen in the future because everybody wanted you fucking gone. <laughs> everybody wanted you just sat in a pocket. Honestly, oh, yeah. it was terrible what you did, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I think you've acknowledged that. I hope you do, at least. Yes. And then just saying, no, what? I'm going to run my business. I have to run my business. Was that a yeah. plan all along, or when did it come together? Uh, no, no, it definitely wasn't a plan. Uh, you know, I uh, the, everybody was guns a-blazing, you know, coming after me. And, uh, you know, the, the, there's people that have wanted to, to, to put a bullet in me for a long time. So, obviously, when that went down in Mexico, uh, they all came out of the woodwork, man. And it, 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 was, uh, it was a crazy couple of weeks. But, uh, you know... I, I, I was very open and honest about it and, you know, said what I said and yeah, you say you're not, what I said. You're and, not a perfect human. You fucked up, you said, right? I mean, and people are yeah, going to fuck up. And, and, and I think, you know, one of the things that happens is, listen, everybody, everybody makes mistakes. <laughs> Mine was on, you know, on stage on New Year's Eve and, and, and uh, you know, I, I, when I woke up the next day, you know, I, I got a call from, from TMZ 
that that they had video footage of of me and some woman hitting each other, uh, you know, in in Mexico. And uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, that that's my wife. And uh, you know, that was how it all began. So me and my wife got together, and you know, the the, the biggest thing for us was our kids. You know, nobody wants to see their dumb, drunk parents slapping each other on TMZ. So yeah, we uh, we called our kids first and talked to them and, and, and walked them through what happened before any of it got out in, in the public. And, uh, you know, for me, that, that was the most important part for, for, for my wife and I. And uh, w w once we had that handled, you know. Well, so the thing about the society. The rest of the world is, The thing about know, society is because you are important, an important figure in America, like you are, you run... You've been the face of the fastest growing sport, not right. only in the world, but definitely in America for a long time. So now everybody says, well, if somebody sees Dana do it, they might be more inclined to do it themselves. And that's something that I think you're just going to have to, I guess, deal with forever. Yeah, after it I, I, I think that's a crock. Uh, you know, listen, I've seen plenty of people do a lot of things that I didn't do. Um, you know, the, the, and, and one of the things that I don't want to do with this with this whole thing is, is make any excuses. There's no excuse, yeah. you know, but you wake up after a night like that and you say, yeah, how do I make sure this never happens again? And, and how did this happen? And, you, you know, every day when I get up, I try to be better than I was yesterday, whether it's it's physically or 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 as far as my family goes, my business or whatever it is. And this is one of those one of those things that that, that happened. And. You know, how do I fix it and how do I make sure it never happens again? You've maintained your presence with UFC and also the Slap League kind of launched in the middle. I mean, what was it, a week after that? I mean, that is... Ironically, yes. Yeah, that is a tough... That is a wild series. Timing of, is everything. Yeah, yeah, wild series of events there. Yeah, yeah. The, the, so Slap, Slap started a week later. Um, I was, you know, I was supposed to see you. I was supposed to go on this huge... PR tour the week leading up to it, and uh, we felt like that was probably wasn't a good idea. Yeah, so smart. I, I took a week <laughs> off, and uh, and and. and uh, what are your thoughts on the slap league now that it's kind of debuted? I would assume the numbers are doing very well. TBS is probably very happy about it. It's it, tough, isn't it? Some of those shots are when the fuckers like this, Dana. That's a tough thing. It's <laughs> insane. Like this, it's, that's happening like four times a night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's insane. So, so first of all, you know. Social media. We st we started we started a TikTok for this thing like three weeks ago. Uh -huh. There's 680 million views in three weeks Jeez. on TikTok. This thing is Holy destroying shit. it on social media. I mean, destroying on social media. Um, well, yeah. I mean, and, it has all the makings. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 just sitting there. All right, my button is better than your button. <laughs> That's basically what they're saying, right? Well, let, let me. I'm, I, this is the first time that I've actually. Uh, done an interview about this publicly. So let me jump on some of the stuff that, that, that everybody's saying. Yes, first please all, do. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. So first of all, you know, people are talking about, oh, my God, these guys, CTE and blah, 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 blah. First of all, let's start here. Anybody who gets involved in a combat sport knows knows what the ins and outs are as far as, uh, okay. you know, yeah. taking shots. You know what you're signing up for here. Number one, the average boxing match, right, guys take 400 to 600 shots and, but you can protect yourself, okay? But you're still taking 400 to 600 shots, which doesn't include the shots that they took, training and sparring Leading to get ready for that yeah. fight. Okay, number one. Number two, even in the UFC, you know these guys are taking shins, elbows, knees. These guys take three slaps or less. 
per event. And they're going through the same exact medical testing, right, that all my fighters do. There's nobody that is more ahead of health and safety than me. It's super expensive. Well, you have to be. Yeah, you have it's to. super expensive, but that's what you You don't have to be. Uh, it's just what right. we do. In 2023, you would have to be, though, so, I think, right? They would kill well, you. Well, let me did. tell you this. In 2001, when we, we bought the company, right, from 2001 to 2023, there has never been a death or serious injury in the history of the UFC because I spend the money Hold on, to make I sure. bet whenever this was coming in, though, the, the talk was there's we're going to see people die in here. That's That was the big thing going against you, obviously. All the stuff that's being said about SLAP was being said about the UFC in 2001 oh. through 2005 or mm. whatever it is, right? Now, in boxing, since 2001 to 2023, 34 fighters have died Oof. in Dang. boxing, okay? So all the stories and all the talk are about the wrong thing. Yeah. I mean, you should be... Worry about boxing. Don't worry about what I'm doing. First of all, Don't I'm spending the money to make sure that all these guys are pro – first of all, you have to make sure that you have a healthy healthy guy that's going into the fight, right? He, he's 100%. You are know you calling him fights? Is that what it is? What is the slap thing? Uh, you can call they... it whatever you want. You can call it a fight. You can call it a slap. Call it whatever, call it whatever you want. Yeah, match, match whatever yeah. you want to call it. It's slap match. Do a little slap match here, boys. It's a slap fight. Bro. <laughs> they yeah. bring Let me tell you dude. something. If you can get knocked unconscious, you're in a fight. Yeah, okay? I think so. Yeah. Whether you, and you can. These fuckers. Yeah. Whether you get, you know, that, well, that's the thing. Some of these guys are trying to say, well, this isn't a fight. Well, if you can get knocked unconscious oh. with, a, with a slap, a punch, an elbow, a kick, a knee, Hey, you're, you're in a fight. No, so a when, fight. have you been to, what's the experience like live at one of these it's things? It's insane. How because loud is it? How loud is the slap? It's loud as hell. Cool. Do you mic those it's up? So do you mic that up? Like, do you, uh. No, no, no. It's, that's all that. When you're in this thing, the pop that you get off one of these. One of these <laughs> what do you think is going to happen for, with slap? Like next 10 years, if you had to project it. You well, think... I, I, listen, first of all. There's there's so many scumbags out there gunning for me right now. <laughs> I, I don't even like to talk about a lot of stuff. In in the next three weeks, you, you'll see the the evolution of this thing and where it's going next in the next three weeks. So, first of all, it's, it's is it a crow chart. hop? You get to hit like a, I get to crow hop into one. Yeah. What is there's an evolution to this double slap? Yeah. Well, 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 well no. The question is, when I mean the Parker. evolution, I mean on the business side. Got it. Got it. Got it. On, on on where it's going to go. Oh, we're signing deals. So, so obviously, yeah. Obviously, we launched on on, on TBS and and. Thank God, TBS, they, they stuck with us. And, and uh, so when this thing airs, nothing is ever held that, that's been in that slot behind AEW Wrestling has ever been able to hold the audience. We've held 50% of the AEW audience. And um, every Wednesday night, we're number two with men on all of cable just behind the NBA. Yeah, I mean, you put some guys about to get slapped in the mouth on TV, yeah. dipshits are going, oh. Hey, what do we got here? No way, they're just yeah. going to. Stephon oh, Diggs. Oh, shit. Yeah, Stephon Diggs, well, that first episode. Well, 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 the other thing, too, the uh, it's, it's, it's great bar footage. You know, oh, you're, hey. oh, yeah. you're yeah. in bars, it's, it's great for bars. So bars love it. Um, How hands-on you with UFC still? Very hands-on? Hands-on <laughs> with UFC still, very every single day? How do you handle Me? slap oh, and yeah, UFC? Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't have enough shit to do. Now I'm now I'm doing slap too. But uh, oh yeah, that's what I was thinking immediately yeah. upon hearing you, you were know, signing yeah. up for it. I'm but, like, oh, but, launch but, another promotion. Okay, but, but, that's but good. But you know yeah. what? A lot of people don't know. There's a lot of different businesses that I'm involved in, that uh, you know, on a daily basis that that people don't know. Yeah, so, I mean, the Fertitas own like three different companies together. So Congrats. my partners from. You know, from, from from the old days. Let's so. not be at some cheap, low-level 
fucking nightclub in New Year's Eve on a fucking stage. You're yeah, worth well, a bazillion you know, dollars. Yeah, it's yeah, well. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dana, welcome yeah. to a new life. Dude. Yeah, You're a bazillionaire, on. dude. You're yeah. a bazillionaire. Uh, yeah, but, but but at the end of the day, you know, we're normal people, too. I, I'm true. not one of these guys. It's tough, that, right? You, you know how many people, it's tough. You know how many people tell me, like, you should be this guy that you hear that you're at the restaurant, but they don't see you. You hear that they're here. Uh, I'm just I'm just not that it's guy. It's tough, isn't it? Yeah, it I'm, really I'm, is. I'm, I'm never going to be that guy. And, and you know. And you're going to have more fuck-ups, too, I assume, as you continue to go. Yeah, and I will. Like, these are things like um, I never could have expected to be where I am right now financially or anything right. like that. Right. And then, like, I see things happen, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to try not to do that. And then a situation will pop up. And obviously, I'm not talking about yours, but just, like, how you handle different shit. It's a whole new world yeah. whenever you become a very fucking valuable well, asset to well, society. And, and especially these days in this A whole, lot of pressure. This whole cancel culture thing. I, there's no... I really don't feel the pressure of that stuff. I don't care, man. I I, I don't care. I, I do what I do, and if you like me, you like me, and if you don't... You I don't can, feel I an can, obligation at all? I give shit you don't feel <laughs> give a shit if you like me or don't like me i really don't care um but i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna live a normal life i got i got three kids you know i don't want them to live in some freak show world where we you know we're hiding from people Garden. and you know these people become celebrities and 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 they don't go out in public and i just i'm never gonna be that freak and just not gonna be that guy listen I, 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 you know, my fuck up on New Year's Eve was was as big as it could get. But, you know, it, at the end of the day, it, it, you know, public yeah, people all have perceptions. But that, that's really between me and my family. Mm-hmm. It's between me and my family. And, and uh, obviously, you know, my wife and I have been together for a very long time. We're still together. And, and it's about our kids. I mean, at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody but else is going to. And this is one, you're of, one of the things, faces of society, though. I, I like, get it. You got to remember that. Well, yeah, I do remember that. But but at the end of the day, that's why I appreciate the way you do your press conferences. Like it's between us. You that's why I appreciate the way you do your press conferences because you are one of the faces of society and you shape the way the future is going to be. So like anything you do in your personal life, people are viewing it the same way. But in sports world, you wearing your T-shirt, somebody asking a question, you go like, I'm not fucking doing that. Like people have wanted you to change in that particular way, and you never did. So I want to let you know, like living your life and not caring, you've inspired guys like me. You've inspired people that have looked on. Like, that's that's who you are in Americana now. So I think that is, you know, a different world. Yeah, I mean, listen, if, 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 if you think about, and I'm sure you deal with this on another level too, if, if, it's like this whole thing after we launch Slap, you know, you have the media attacking it, you know, you got all the, the weirdos on social media that, that are doing whatever, but if you if you really gave a shit what these people thought, you'd never do anything. And let me tell you what, huh, if, the, if the media tells you it's bad, you know you got a winner. Got okay? a baby. Oh, yeah. They tell you it's bad, you got a winner, man, because these guys have no fucking clue well. what they're talking about. I mean, everybody wanted to lynch me when we went through COVID. You, you know, you oh, care yeah. more about uh, the bottom line than the, Amer- or the world. It was the world's health, 100%. not just America's health. Hundred percent. You're, you're gonna you're gonna kill people. You care more about money than you do human life. You know, yada yada yada. You know, the New York Times, all the loonies coming after me every single day. Well, how'd that work out, right? I mean, we built the only true bubble that existed during COVID. And, yeah. and, and, you know, so if you listen to the media, you listen to any of these other people, you're out of your mind, man. Well, they're giving us a bunch of awards right now, so it's been a kind of an interesting thing. This media folks have just well, been giving us a bunch of awards. Well, you like, deserve it. I mean, look at no. what you guys have built in, in no, such a short don't. amount of time. I tell you all the time, what you've done is incredible, and... Uh, 
you know, um, you know, but people like you. You have, you, have a, you, 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 you get interviews that other people don't get. I, I, they'd rather sit down I and mean, talk you to see, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Than, than, <laughs> than, than most of these these douchebags in the media. Uh, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's just that they, they, they are what they are, and they know they are too. They're, they're trying to be douchebags so that they can get some attention. That's 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 what it is. It's not about sitting down and really talking to somebody about. Um, you know, whether it's their business or their personal life, it's it's about pushing buttons and trying to, you know, trying to. And, 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 the, and when you read the, the the clickbait bullshit that they put in the headlines and the story's not even really about that, that's why people do interviews with you instead of. And most of the biggest guys in sports would rather talk to you than talk to these, you know. It's a change. We're in the middle of it, and you've been able to handle it well as a business person, which is not easy to do, especially if you came from an age in which you didn't have, you know, the Internet on your phone growing up, which right. I didn't have the Internet on the phone until I was in college, so I know you certainly didn't. Right. Uh, let's talk about another business that obviously you have run fantastically for a long time through a sale worth multi-billions, and then it's already probably over that. And it's just miraculous what the UFC has become. Got a massive one coming up in Australia, I believe, 284. Right. And before we dive into that, we have to talk about The Ultimate Fighter, which is obviously yeah. mm. a TV series that's going into what what season? Yeah, th 30th or 30. 30 Jeez, Unbelievable. In the 30. 30 seasons, if anything. This might be. This is going to be the biggest one yet. Conor McGregor's coaching against Michael Chandler. Hello, welcome back, Conor McGregor. Hello, Chandler, electrifying fighter. This has to be dream come true over at UFC headquarters. Yeah, you know, every every year when we go into the new year, we're trying to think of you know what are the biggest fights we can make. What are the what are the uh, you know whether you know we do big things on the Contender Series, the Ultimate Fighter, looking for a fight, all these other shows that we've created to build talent, and uh, you know Con Connor and uh, and Chandler will be a fun one. Uh, and this is the first time that it's actually going to air on ESPN, the network. So they were on ESPN Plus since we've been with ESPN, and this one will air on the network. So AQ has a question follow-up on that. Yeah, so if Connor beats Chandler, right. right, is he automatically right into the title? I mean, is, is that – I don't know. I mean, what, what we do with that is, you know – like, like when we were talking about everybody saying when Connor comes back, who's he going to fight? Who's going to fight? Right. You got to look at the landscape right. and who's who's already got fights, who doesn't. And uh, you know, the Chandler fight is a fight that people love. It's going to be that that fight is going to be absolute violence. Yeah, that's the right guy. Absolute. That's the right guy. Is it at one fifty-five? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you know, we don't have any of the any of the. Um, we don't have a, a venue, a location, sure. a date, or Are any you of that shop stuff. Will yet. you shop that to state, cities, arenas? What yeah, you yeah. So, so because of COVID, if you look at what went on during COVID, you know, we've been hitting the same spots. I was going to places where there wasn't going to be any bullshit, and I wasn't going to have to deal with any. Florida, of that. Texas. <laughs> no, no brainer. Abu Dhabi. <laughs> Florida, Texas, <laughs> Abu Dhabi. <laughs> right. So now we're we're at a point where. Um, you know, all these venues want us back, and, you know, we, we got to get back out there and start. So uh, what do they add? Like concessions? You're able to get concessions as well, well, well or is it? We're going we're going to Miami for the first time in 20 years. We haven't been to Miami in 20 years. Damn. So, you know, that's going to be a big one. Um, you know, people are already hitting me up for tickets to Miami. Um, but, but yeah, we're, we're going to start hitting a lot of places. And, and, and to your question, I, you know, I don't know where the fight will be, but it will be wherever – we can do the biggest gate and you know yeah. oh you're doing a stadium is that gonna be a stadium wouldn't be a stadium you'd, you'd do msg what about alamo uh, though 51,338 down there yeah. for royal rumble that's huge Jerry yeah, world it yeah. is 51,000 people 
That's yeah, a fucking well, massive building. You know, it's true, too. We, we've always wanted to do Dallas, Texas Stadium. So who knows? Oh, that, that could be a player for the Connor fight. You, you never know. We'll, we'll see how it plays out. You That's and Connor's cool. business relationship has been really cool because yeah. I watched that doc, that Notorious doc. So yeah. obviously, we've all seen where Connor actually was living and has come from to where he is now and him understanding his worth and you as well being a part of the promotion and it's like that's been a really cool business relationship to watch grow you guys are on good terms always have been great terms yeah i mean um connor and i have a great relationship and uh you know connor's a little listen connor would be perfect if he would just show up to places on time if he showed up on time he'd literally be perfect uh but doesn't but, have to connor doesn't have to exactly I mean, that's Connor shows up when Connor wants to show up. So, um, but other than that, I mean, the kid's awesome. He, he's, he's a smart guy. He he, he knows business, and and uh, you know, he's he's fun to deal with. And and his fights are incredible. They're fun to they're fun to watch. They're fun to be a part of. So the press conferences are going to be musty, especially with Chandler. Chandler seems like the perfect guy. A perfect guy, not only in the cage, but to promote the cage. Yeah. Loves talking. Yep. Yeah. Loves talking. I think there's going to be respect from Connor yeah. to Chandler. I do too. I think. I think there's going to be too. respect. I don't know how that angle is going to go, but I'm excited to watch it unfold. A couple more questions here for Dana White. And Chandler's a really good person too. He's a yes. great kid to work with. I, I love that kid. A couple follow-ups on some things you said. You said it's going to be on ESPN. Connor, I've heard say fuck before. How's that going to work? And then we t you talked about how boxers preparing take shots before the fight. Do the slap guys, how do they train? Yes. Yeah, so, so two questions. First of all, uh, the show will be taped, so you can bleep. You can oh, will you have to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll have to bleep on ESPN. No, no. Michael Jordan said I'm not. Yeah, after 9 o'clock. Dude, yeah. they ran that um, last, last dance. dance. Yeah, I think you have precedent. Which I think way? you have precedent here. So last dance was on Sunday nights after nine o'clock. Interesting. They had they let it fly. Oh, Michael yeah. Jordan was saying fuck on there several times. Oh yeah, and well, that, it was their highest rated. Incredible. Yeah, that would be incredible. Yeah, it's cable it's TV. I mean, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that would hey, be you incredible. got it. Put that in the old back but, pocket here. Think about it. But it's Disney at the same time, so <laughs> I, I don't know. Have you heard anything about that? Huh? Have you read any of the reports about that potential thing spinoff? What? Oh, never mind. You would know more than me. It must yeah. be a lie. Yeah. Huh. I don't even know what you're talking about. Allegedly, there's a chance. This is just on the internet. I'm not making this up. This Business is just me journal. reading it. Yeah, I think it was Sports yeah. Business Journal yeah. reported. Disney's potentially going to spin off ESPN. Separate entity. So it'll be his own separate entity. This is probably because sports gambling, so that they can get into the sports gambling world a little bit more. I love it. Without Disney. I love that. That's that's a great idea. It probably opens up a contract world for you a little bit. Well, that was just a report on the internet that we don't know if it's real. All right, all right. Running up the chain. Right, yeah. Well, he is the chain. I, yeah. I've, been, I've been busy this month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't probably. been on top of the news. Um, Training it, for slap. Yeah. What was your other question? Training for slap. Uh, oh, yeah, so so what these guys do is basically, yeah, one of the things where everybody's talking about CTE and brain damage, these guys don't do the sparring that all other fighters do. They don't do it. The, you know, and, and if you watch the show, the show's actually really good. The show is super entertaining, man. And they train in the PI, but they test their neck strength. These guys these guys hit, hit mitts. They, they, there's, a, there's a cube, a power cube, where they can test how the force and, and, and how hard these guys slap. These, these dudes are... Listen, I've known guys in the past that, that were fighters that, that hit so fucking hard that when they get into street fights, they don't punch people, they slap them. You know what I mean? Have because to. Like Pancrace back in the day. Almost. Don't, don't, like well, don't, don't, don't knock them out with a slap, let alone a punch, and thinking that they'll do less damage to the people if they slap them. Um, you know, I, and, and I know that you know, coming out the gates right now, a lot of people, this, but this is the same 
it's it's so hard to wrap your head around because the UFC is so big and so well respected now. This is the same exact shit that I heard about UFC. You know, oh these guys aren't athletes and you know they're rolling around the ground and they can do this and that and there are no rules and it's not like boxing. I heard all this shit. 20 years ago. Yeah, so, it seems like so, it's gone well for you. So, so listen to me. <laughs> we'll be sitting here two years from now, and you're going to be like, holy shit, that time we were at the Super Bowl, and we were talking about this. I never thought it would be this big. Remember we had this conversation. Yeah, you said a couple weeks. We said the next couple yeah, weeks, yeah, we're yeah. going to find a business. Last question here from AJ Hulk. In, in the slap week, what kind of rules? Are, are there any weight classes? Are there? Yes. I, I can imagine if someone is off target and they smack me in the ear. Are there any yeah. kind of things like so, that? So these guys have have cotton inside the ear so that they can't, you know, yeah. you, you don't break deal. the eardrum. Um, there are rules. There, there's, there, there's things like uh, the flinching, clubbing. Yeah, you can't go with it, right? right. You and can't. you can't turn your foot. Um, oh, okay. There's a lot of different rules, and, and, and that's why, you know, we're, we're, we're building a sport. And everybody's laughing at it now, but everybody was laughing at this shit 23 years ago too. Um you know, we, we did a deal with Rumble. You know, we, yeah. we have a, a deal with Rumble where Rumble can put this stuff out. Uh, they have the rights to it globally. And this thing's starting to crack in, in India and really? all, all oh, these other geez. countries. And this is already big in Poland and Russia. And, you know, it, watch what I do. In, in the next couple okay, months. Here Sounds we go. Like you're watch the next it. couple months. I'm excited to see what you do with the slap league. It's tough for me to watch the whole yep. thing. Yep. Well, I think it's – Some but, of them but, walking in, I'm like, there's no reason yeah. that per- – yeah. oh, Before no. slap, there's been other leagues that have done this before, and we've seen eclipse on the internet. There's some tiny little heads walking in, uh-huh. and I think it's 265, 205, 185, 170. I forget what all the yeah, breakdowns are. Yeah, so, so it goes welterweight, middleweight, light heavyweight, heavyweight. Those are the four okay. weight classes. 265, 205, Jeez. 185, and everything like that. But there's been a couple heads that have walked up where, like, whenever you walk around an NFL locker room, you go, like, oh, look at that guy's fucking head. Like, actually, look at that guy's mm-hmm. head. That's a massive head. That guy, massive head. That person. There's been some heads that have walked on that stage. I'm like... That oh no! Ain't, that ain't the right. That ain't that ain't the right. <laughs> That's head. not the size. And then you see the fucking jug head on the other side, and it's like, I don't know how hard that fucker can slap, but I know we're gonna be here all night yeah. with that thing there. I'm excited to see so, how it all goes. So, so when we first started the UFC, people were like, "Oh my God, it's so hard for me to watch. This isn't a sport. The guy goes on the ground. You can get on top of him and start hitting him, and it's just." You know, because everybody was accustomed to boxing. Yes. Yeah. You know. Sure. Then this younger generation came up, and. Uh, and, and got accustomed to the UFC. Now, what's crazy about Slap is I told you there's over a half a billion views in, in three weeks. <laughs> and and, the, and the, the TikTok account in, in three weeks has uh, has 1.7 million followers. Whoa, so, hey. So God what does damn. that tell you We've been for working. This, younger, <laughs> this younger, non-attention span yeah. generation mm-hmm. yeah. likes this stuff? Yeah, they enjoy it. They love it. The numbers are real, just like... UFC 284 will be this weekend in Australia. You got a fight in Australia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in Perth, Australia, and it's the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world versus the number two pound-for-pound fighter oh, yeah. in the world. Exactly. This is going to be a problem. Yeah. I didn't know these two dudes were fighting. Now and, that we just and, popped that. These and, fuckers, and these are dogs. Yeah. Right? They're both oh, world yeah. champions. They're both world champions. So Volkanovski is moving up in weight to try to take his title. Um, th- th- this is a badass fight. Hell yeah. That's number great... one versus number two pound for pound in the world in their prime. Always in Australia? You've always been big in Australia? Oh, yeah. Well, no. I mean, when we first bought the company, I mean, uh, we started trying to go into Australia. There was only one fighter from Australia. His name was Elvis Sinisek, if any of you remember him. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was one guy. Now there's multiple world champions out of, out of Australia. Hell and, yeah. And Let's this go. is going to be one of the top five um, 
biggest events in, in the company's history. Well, it's Super Bowl weekend. Can't wait to see what the UFC does on Saturday, then Chiefs-Eagles on Sunday. Right. Can't wait to see what you do with the Slap League. And, uh, hey, just sitting in the pocket through this whole cancel culture thing. Yeah. I think like 10 years from now, 15 years from now, there's a chance we look back. And when it was talked about, when it started fading, uh, phasing out, oh, it was when Dana said, what? I'm coming to work. Yeah. Yep. Going anywhere. That's listen, literally what you did. Listen, listen, guys, in this culture, th this is just my mentality. It always has. Nobody decides your fate but you. You decide your own fate. If you want to go run and hide in the closet because everybody's pissed at you, now that's up to you. But, uh, you know, you, you determine your fate, not other people. Go ahead, AJ. Danny, you trying to uh, recruit Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders? Ah, everybody's asking me this. <laughs> I'm happy we did. Bra Brady, yeah. Brady and I had a relationship. I wanted him to come to Vegas. And, you had him uh, signed to Vegas yeah. with Gronk. Yep. Thank God like he didn't, though, right? Yeah, no, I, I don't get involved in, in football. And, 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 and all I did was say, get, I laid out all the reasons that Brady should come to Vegas, why he should do it. Um, he, he agreed, and, um, and then I put those two together to start talking. That thing got blown way out of proportion, and uh, a lot of people. Well, that's because you're me. fucking but, Dana White. But, but once Gronk, again, this is. Gronk uh, put me on blast on yeah. that one. That, I, I thought what? that was. I thought that was, live. I thought that was never going to be talked about ever. But <laughs> it was a great episode. We were on though. ESPN. Yeah, it was. Uh, my question for you, because you got about a minute left, this round mound of meat here, yeah. A.K. Shipley, who won a Super Bowl down in Tampa with yep. Tom, he. Um, he just goes to some rich guy's basement once a week here in Arizona, and they hit mitts with each other. Is that normal in the combat sports world, just kind of rich so. people's basements, just going in there? and it, It's absolutely normal. It's fascinating because some of the richest, most powerful people in the world always want to be involved in the fight business in some way, shape, Why is or it? Form. What do you think that is? That's some sort of mentality thing, like no, combat? No, I, I just think that, 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 that fighting is... It's, it's what I always thought about, you know, when we started the UFC. It works everywhere. It's like yeah. when I talk about the NFL, like there's nothing bigger in the United States than the NFL. And, uh, you know, even as much as I love the fight business, I, I get bummed when football season ends because Sundays yeah. are the best with football, yeah. right? But it doesn't work in other countries. It's like um, cricket's never going to work over here and the rest goes. But at, we're all human beings, and fighting's in yep. our DNA, man. Sure. We just, when, when you're around a big fight, the buzz and the energy around it is fucking addicting, and, and you, you just get sucked into it. And, and it's funny because fr from Putin to the royal family in, 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 in Abu Dhabi to, uh, you know, the president of the – I mean – when Trump was president, right, and, and now that he's not president, Trump will call me on, on a Wednesday and go, come on, man, who's going to win this fight? <laughs> 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 they start talking to me about the fights. And, 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 you and this I you? like Volkanovski <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, I love it. So, I mean, the, the, the richest, most powerful people in the world are always, you know, they love fighting, man. It just, it just works. Yeah, he's going into their basement, putting a mask on and doing the whole thing. It's uh, <laughs> certainly interesting, but we love it. And it's all because you took the UFC from what it was to where it is. I assume you're going to do the same thing with Slap League. Great to see you, man. I appreciate it. You too. You're the Thanks, best. Boys. Ladies awesome. and gentlemen, right. Dana White. Yeah, yeah Dana! Yeah. Woo! Hey, appreciate you, man. Thank you, dude. Yep. You look good. You still keen yeah. on? Jeez. Hell yeah. Me too. I'm trying. Yeah, dude. You're going to be able to do it forever? Jeez. Really? You don't snore anymore? You stop snoring? What? What? You look good. 
Jeez. All right, cheers, yeah. dude. Thanks, man. Cheers, yep. man. Congrats. He's in great shape. Yeah. Great looks, shape. He looks real good. I did, not, I did not expect that for some reason. That was the first time we had um, we had met in person there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, me and Dana. It was awesome. Had that at the beginning. Like, yo. Yeah. That was tough. Why is he at that bar? Why did that happen? I do appreciate the fact that he has no idea who he is, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that is that was very apparent as he was talking. I don't care if he's... I'm like, okay. Yeah. You're Dana. A lot, of, though. a lot of people do. Yeah, you're yeah. Dana. You're Dana White, though. You're fucking Dana White. So you rolling around in the basement isn't abnormal, is what we learned. Yeah. Let's go. Did you think it was? Well, with, yes. Jay, with Jay Glazer, it definitely is. Well, he's not hiring him. Wow. Yeah, it's true. Jay's hitting with the the fake fucking well, you jab. Well, you said spinning back the last Whoa. fake jab hook. Jay last time before he moved, he's, you said he guys just rolled and just jock straps, correct? Yeah, exactly. Cheeks That's out. Exactly. Yeah, Cheeks out. Thongs, just straight thongs. Thank hey, you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking punch your dick off today. <laughs> thongs only, baby. <laughs> Not only a four-time NFL MVP and a Super Bowl champion. Not only that. Uh uh-uh. uh Now he is officially the Pebble Beach Pro Am champion of golf. Yep. The founder of the Aaron Rodgers Book Club, a man who is. Incredibly insightful, entertaining, and dashing. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah! Oh, what's that? You ever seen one of these? Woo! Damn. Oh, I'm wow. sorry. Yeah. What's that, huh? How is it, pal? You feel I'm good? I'm going to keep this in the, in the shot as much as possible here. Hey, congrats on the big win. We're all proud hey, of you. Thanks, Go. Man. Thank all, you. We're all very this, proud of you. This dwarfs uh, my other trophies. I was talking about how... You know, when uh, you win MVP, you get this little, you know, little trophy. It's about this yay high. And then preceding years, it was even smaller and smaller and smaller than I won this uh, Sunday. And this is a real trophy right here. This is a real thing. Yeah, you earned it. I did. <laughs> uh, shot. Get a shot of my, my shirt. Ooh. Ooh. Nicholas Cage versus the world. Obviously, he's going to win in every single fight there. And a lot of people calling you a sandbagger, Aaron. You know that? That trophy. That trophy's bringing a lot of cynics out uh-huh. about the handicap that you played at versus what you actually are. The golf community is a little bit upset, maybe, that you're their champion. What I say to him is, ha, welcome to Aaron Rodgers' world, pal. He's going to beat you. Hey, that's how it's going to go. <laughs> Have you heard the noise about the handicap issue? You know, I think Josh Allen has said a little bit. Some golfers have. And uh, have you heard that or don't let that, don't let that ruin the celebration that's currently taking place? A lot of jealousy out there. Sounds like a lot of jealousy. Uh, no, listen, uh, they gave me the handicap, so I didn't. I didn't ask for that. I didn't. You know, I submitted all my information. Um, I played nine times previously, eight times previously. This year, I made the cut one time, and I was a max home a few years ago, and I was playing with my buddy Ben, who's coming off a win in the Corn Ferry Tour, and. Like I said, I shot a blistering 86 coming in at Sherwood, my one round leading up to the tournament. And I felt like it wasn't going to be enough strokes to even make the cut. Uh, but found something uh, on, on Thursday at Spy and played a little bit better uh, on Friday at Monterey and then played pretty bad at Pebble, to be honest. I barely broke 90. So it wasn't like I was blistering the, uh, you know, the scorecard. The, that course always eats me up, and we played it kind of dead back in the teeth of the wind and the rain. Oh. Seven, eight, nine, ten, and then the uh, eleven, and they called it. Then we came back uh, on Sunday morning, and the wind had switched. It was coming more like a northwest wind. 
Yeah, so we played the last yeah. seven back into the win. So it wasn't like we were got the good side of the draw on that one. But but Ben played great last uh, you know last uh, eight or nine holes. I don't even think I helped out a stroke. He made uh, you know a few birdies coming in, and, and we held on for a one-stroke victory. So it felt felt pretty damn good. Yeah, you earned it. Don't let these. Don't let these haters hate, you know. Don't let these negative nances bring you down. You won that thing fair and square. So so what? Sorry I got hot. Sorry. Isn't that what we're supposed to do? What so matters? I'm supposed to play good? Did you get to scratch a competitive bitch? I remember whenever we were talking to you a few weeks back after the season had ended and we were awaiting the whales to come down from Alaska to give birth to the baby. Have they done that yet? They haven't. I saw some actually in, uh, in the bay, but I didn't see any. Still haven't seen any out of here. It's been... Uh, a little disappointing. Wondering where those those humpbacks are at. Yeah, I feel like you maybe been. Uh, is Billy McFarland selling uh, real estate out there no. with these whales? You know, it's a little bit of a false advertising. Maybe the whales will come. But we were chatting about what you were going to do and what you were looking forward to. And you said the Pebble Beach thing. You were looking forward to it because like the competitive itch. Maybe did you feel it out there? Is that something that future life, not necessarily now life, but is golf something you feel like you'll be able to get that competitive drive out through, especially after you get a big time win of a massive trophy like that? Well, I think so. It's fun. It's fun being out there with those guys. They're so talented. And I was fortunate to have a great pairing. It was me and Ben on one side, uh, Darius Rucker. Uh, and why you punish me. He's the best. He's, he's a super guy. We had so much fun together. And then his partner was MJ Duffy, who's, who's uh, in his 30s. He's been grinding on many tours for most of his life. Had a great year last year on the Corn Ferry Tour and, and got his card. Awesome guy. And then in front of us, right in front of us, was uh, Schoolboy Q and Macklemore. And I had met them nice. briefly uh, in previous years, but it was fun to get to talk to them. Because you're waiting on tees a lot. It's slow rounds. It's six, six hour plus rounds, which isn't the most you know Good the most efficient golf but um but it's fun to have conversation with those guys getting those those guys a little bit better and josh was behind us um i was ribbing him because uh you know he, I, I saw kyle allen was out there quarterback kyle allen was out there on his bag i think on thursday and then friday his swing coach was in the bag <laughs> Like, Gosh, you're not good enough to have a swing coach. I've seen you play. We played in a match together, but I love Josh. Josh is one of my favorite players in the league, and, and uh, I, I love uh, – he's gotten better for sure. He's definitely gotten better, but uh, definitely some jealousy, you know, because there's only one of these that's given out. And it's in Malibu, California right now. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. And we get our name on that wall, which is never coming down. You know what I mean? Wow, Jim it's, not like, it's not like the border wall. That thing is staying up All right. as long as they have that. Uh, <laughs> hey, wait a minute. As long as Where they at? have that. Uh, which location? Hey, happy to hear. Happy to hear you're still tapped in. You know, that was awesome. We don't know if you're ever going. We don't need to dive into it. But I think that conversation leads to a good one here. You're having convos with Josh Allen. And I think Kyle Allen almost hit a hole-in-one, actually, in the practice round when he was holding on Thursday. I saw that video hit the Internet. And, you're getting a chance to chat to Macklemore, who has a golf company, I believe, loves the sport. You also got a chance to hear from a lot of Raiders fans, huh? Every other clip I seen on the internet was you chatting with the Raiders. Is Devontae going to buy you a house in the neighborhood? Devontae's getting interviewed by Cameron Wolf. Are you already recruiting? Devontae said, shit, fuck yeah. Everybody should be recruiting right now. What was it like to experience right in the teeth of Raiders fans and also hearing, like, how almost – in unison, it's all like, yes, we want you in Las Vegas. I was out there for the Pro Bowl in Las Vegas. All the Raiders people that were there were like, 
hey, Aaron would be a fucking awesome Raider. I don't know how often you get to feel that as a man that's never been a free agent. That had to be a pretty cool experience. And did that sway your brain at all whenever it comes to what your future of football looks like? Well, I'm not a free agent. I'm under contract with the Packers, number one. People forget that. People forget People, that. It gets lost in the conversation a lot. In years past, uh, there's been a, a couple years where we got ousted by the Niners in the playoffs, and I went and played at Pebble. And those years, very razzing, I would say, from the crowd. A lot of uh, uh, Niner yells and, and uh, other various uh, well-timed trash talk. Uh, this year was a lot more positive. I think the, the sentiment was... Uh, very positive. People wanted me to, you know, uh, get traded to their team, and the Raiders fans were probably the most vocal and and uh, and the most numerous. Uh, but it was a lot of positive interactions with the crowd and and the fans. The Pebble, the weather is always a wild card. You never know what, the, what it's going to be. But uh, there was uh, a lot of great fans out there who were walking with myself and other other players out there and. And just a lot of positive vibes. So I appreciate the uh, the positive words throughout the throughout the, the week. Yeah, you win a trophy too. A lot of Raiders talk. You know, is that the universe? Ah, interesting. You tell me. Uh, the Colts fans are out there too. They were just trying to be respectful to the game of golf. Obviously, AJ has a question for you. <laughs> hey, what uh, what do you have against San Francisco? I heard you tell Colt Nost you're not going to the 49ers. And also, were there any like? We hear about all these Raiders fans and different teams. I would assume there was a good amount of Packers fans there as well trying to keep you at home, weren't they? There were a lot of great Packer fans there and, and a few people that I recognize who will follow me anytime I'm uh, at Tahoe or or in the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, which is awesome. I uh, love seeing, you know, this is a familiar faces. pretty cool to see some of the same people over and over. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was a really good week. Um, I, what exactly was your question? AJ? The, the Niners. Why'd you tell Colt Nose to have not going? Oh, yeah, not yeah, yeah. going to the Niners. Listen, listen, hate those people. That's you know, breaking that's news. Yeah. That was breaking news. Huge. I couldn't believe it. Number one, I couldn't believe that, that there was that there was like a mic that, that caught those words, uh, uh, you know, as as clear. Now the way that's filmed is that's filmed, that's taped, obviously. So there's what? interaction before and after uh, that time and. Uh, before there was, uh, you know, a lot of conversation, conversation before on air with Colt and I are buddies we've known for a long time. And oh, he nice. was, uh, no you know, ripping, ripping me about Niners and this and this and blah, blah, blah. And so that was just, you know, he, he had said a few things about the Niners. So I just kind of fired back a joke back to him. It was nothing against the Niners or anything. It was just, he had just said something about going Josh. to the Niners. So I just thought I'd make a joke back that I'm not, you know, not going to go to the Niners, but didn't, you know, realize that was going <laughs> to take off like it did. Cole oh, and I were laughing yeah. about it uh, Huge. on the green on uh, on Sunday before the round, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think at this time, especially in the off week uh, prior to you know Tuesday's media day, there's not a lot of you know football news going on, so anything that gets said is going to get blasted out there a little bit more. All right, let's talk about some news that is happening, and I don't does it, and you can also answer in your answer, which you could do at any time. By the way, just feel like anytime you can answer within your answer about anything else that is happening in the world, you get to control what comes out of your mouth. Tom Brady officially retires, right, via a selfie video from Miami, in which they're selling some sand from that part of the beach for over a hundred thousand dollars on the internet. And the other moonshine bottle is coming to our office, yeah, from yeah. our understanding, which is very, very nice of them. Forgive us uh, that sand. He retires. 
What are your thoughts on Tom Brady's official retirement? And follow-up, does that sway you because you don't want to be on the same Hall of Fame stage as Tom Brady, obviously, so you're definitely not going to retire this year like Tom did? Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there for sure. Yeah, answer within your answer. Do whatever you got to do. Good luck out there. Pulling for you. You know, I, I said I said a lot of uh, kind words that I meant about Tom last year when he retired, and have a ton of respect for him and obviously what he's accomplished. You know, he's a one of one for sure. Seems like this one is the final final. There's not going to be a, you know, a, a change of heart. But I think there always needs to be that room. Even I think. Uh, unless you have some sort of major injury. I don't know anybody can ever be 100% uh, when they say they're retired. If some crazy opportunity comes up that you just can't pass and you still have the itch, um, I think leaving the door open is you know, probably not the worst thing. But um, like for you, I mean, you, you looked into options after you were done too, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm happy I, yeah. none of those came to fruition. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it all worked out for you. But, um, you know, the idea I wouldn't want to share a stage with uh, – uh, you know, Tom and J.J. Watt, I think is ridiculous. Like, you, you know, that's, that's already going to be an incredible Hall of Fame class. Like, it, it's not even in the thought process. Their, their decisions don't impact. My own decision uh, doesn't make me want to, you know, come back so I can, you know, have the, you know, my own stage or whatever. I just, that's just not how I think. I don't think like that. And that's, that, you know, that's, that's what's, uh, what's going to be out there now until there's a, a final decision. It's a lot of fake news. I mean, that's our media in general. There's a ton of just bullshit, honestly. I, I saw a report that athletes first, uh, my my contract representation side, you know, has already said I'm going to the Raiders or something, right? I read that uh, the other day. Um, That's nice I, of them to say that. Yeah. I, I mean, Dave Dunn is a dear friend of mine. He's been my agent for 15 years, I think, and dear friend, and, and we talk pretty frequently. Uh, but I haven't talked to him in, since the end of the season, really. You know, I talked to him like two days after the season and haven't had a meaningful conversation with him in uh, over a month now. So the fact that there'd be any you know, news linking uh, anything athletes first in me, there hasn't even been a conversation. So that's, again, I can tell you straight face. Hey, JJ, what's up, my brother? <laughs> what's up, Mr. James Jones is here, obviously. You guys got everybody in there, Hell, Dude, Ray, up, you should have came. You should have came. Everybody would have been here. <laughs> What do you? Uh, what, what's that shirt you got? Sweet shirt. I like that shirt. It's Chandler Jones stiff arm. Oh, uh, yeah. oh nice. Oh, nice. That's a sweet shirt. I know they've been recruiting you, man. <laughs> see you, man. Hell yeah. Nice see you, buddy. Hey, I miss you. He works on. He's doing the show immediately after our show on this stage or whatever. Yeah. I got a chance to see him yesterday. Uh, yeah. He looks so good right now, Aaron. You should see. He looks. Sure. He got ten touchdowns. He yeah. looks unbelievable, oh, sure. dude. He'd step on the field ten touchdowns guaranteed. We, uh, All we, he does is catch touchdowns, says James Jones. That's a great tackle. Him and Tommy Wilson. Yeah. Well, pretty sweet. Tommy, that Tommy Wilson <laughs> uh, from. And Spencer, Spencer Habner. Spencer yes. and Jordy. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of those guys that you play football with, yeah. which is why everything that you do or say or gets leaked from your camp is big time news. What it sounds it's like. Leaked from my camp. Yeah, yeah. Dave Dodd. I'm heard, my camp. A1. My, A1. I heard A1 say that's your camp, obviously. Uh, but whenever you say I'm not going to the Niners in a shit-talking fashion to the host, that's taken as like, bam, he doesn't want to go. This guy, what's the deal? He doesn't want to go there. It's like, I don't even know if he's alluded to anything. That's your life, though. And we've realized that that's kind of your life over the last couple of years. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, have you thought about
lot about football while winning the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. And obviously you just said that the Tom Brady news has no say or sway in how I feel like I will live my best life going forward. Uh, but have you thought about football and where are you in that particular discussion and conversation with yourself and with the Packers? Of course. I mean, I, I can't help but think about uh, football. It's, you know, a love of mine and I've given my life to it. So it's always, uh, you know, close to the, uh, the front of my mind. But there's been a lot of other things that have taken uh, my focus away, which has been great. Golf was a great escape for a week. Uh, spent some time with some great friends and actually play halfway decent, won a trophy. That was phenomenal. Uh, but the, there's going to be time for that for sure. Um, I'm you know, not going to be out that way this week, but I'll be obviously enjoying the game and the commercials and uh, halftime and all that uh, you know, pop and circumstance around the Super Bowl. And then uh, yeah, I got some uh, pretty cool opportunity uh, following that to do a little uh, uh, self-reflection. Uh, in some isolation, and then after that, I feel like I'll be uh, a lot closer to uh, to a final final decision. All right. Well, good luck with that whole process. All right. Oh yeah. Good luck with that whole process. We're proud of you too. It's not bad to have that little glass trophy whenever you decide to go into isolation. Have that thing sit next to you, knowing that the future probably pretty bright. If I'm going to go hit the golf celebrity uh, uh, tour unit, Ty has a question for you. I was watching Ty's face while you were saying all those things. I'm excited to hear what he has to say. Yeah, Aaron, given, you know, everything with how hot you've been on the golf course, I understand there's, you know, going to be some time for reflection. you got to figure out what's going to come next with your football career. But are we riding this heater on the golf course? I mean, I expect you to, you know, have tee times for the next 7 to 14 days. And also, are you current on your dues at the Green Bay Country Club? Because that was one of the only ways people were <laughs> tracking whether or not you were going to be coming back to the Packers last Great year. Great question, Ty. Thank you. I think I need to settle up with them. I'm a little bit behind on that. So <laughs> <laughs> apologies to Green Bay Country Club. I think you know that uh, uh, that I can handle my dues and the money will be there. Uh, that baby. That baby. Well, hey, that's a stand-up guy. Yep. Huge. But uh, I think I need to settle up with them. I'm a few months behind. But uh, be am I going to ride a heater? No, I'm, I'm, I'm probably not going to play for a while. I don't play a lot of golf in the offseason anymore. I used to play all the time and got down to a pretty good player and then just stopped stop really playing the same amount i like to to rev it up uh and i didn't really rev it up i played you know 27 holes before pebble i'm gonna play uh I'm thinking about playing an event uh the champions tour in april possibly Ooh. um there's a little pro-am thing they started doing last year they believe it's in dallas so i'm contemplating that and then uh Obviously, Tahoe is a staple ever since. It'll be my 19th, 19th year at Tahoe. That's a, I got invited one, again. One of one event. You're invited, uh, obviously, Pat. It'd be great to have you and the boys back because we had yeah. an absolute blast last year. Hopefully, we can get uh, Mrs. Hawk to come out for uh, a short amount of time. It'd be great to see Call Laura. some babysitters for us. Uh, yeah. Hold on now. Yeah, Mrs. McAfee might want to try with any one of those as well, I think, by yeah. that time. Might need, might need to get out to Columbus and play Tartan a couple times with AJ, see that swing's doing, because I know he's just a he's usually just a guy smooth. that plays in the basement. But uh, Silky smooth. Okay, so that's, let's talk about that this offseason, because obviously a couple offseasons ago, you decided to uh, drink that tea that's right. in the middle of a jungle called uh, Ayahuasca. And when you drank said tea, you know, you had an experience that changed you. 
What did it do? Oh, I don't know. You went on to win back-to-back MVPs. I think you re-examined how you view everything in life, and you've become, I think, a much deeper person than ever before this offseason. Is there any of those types of things already set up, or are those kind of just like a feel, set-up-and-go situation that just kind of pop up out of nowhere? Well, those need to be planned. Those are those are big trips. Um, I and get it. Yeah. Because Both. of the profound – the profound uh, impact it had on me it's it's uh it's always something that i kind of listen to that intuition on when the right time is i, I don't think it's again i'm not uh, ever gonna recommend it for anybody it's uh, it has to be uh, time and, and and setting that works with you and obviously the, the pull to do it um but it's it's definitely something that uh when i feel like doing it uh, then I'll set up a trip. There is some things in the works. No, to, ayahuasca this offseason. Uh, All right. Hey, do that's big news. Yeah. That's big news. Put on ticker. I don't know if we have a ticker. Mm-hmm. We don't have a ticker. <laughs> but uh, I think, uh, you know, ceremonies around plant medicine will be uh, a part of my life for a while moving forward. It just depends on the timing, the place, the setting, and and uh, what medicine is uh, is right at that time. All right, so we're going to travel a little bit. We're going to figure out life. We're going into isolation here in a yep. little bit. Are you doing the golf shot from here on um, when's that, tomorrow? Wednesday. I'm not doing that. I've had a lot of fun with that uh, last uh, last few times I went. I got to play with uh, Mr. Fish, the uh, CEO of Waste Management, a great human being, and uh, had a lot of fun uh, playing with him, but, uh, but not going to make it out this year, uh, unfortunately. Um, there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of excitement around that tournament. They just bumped it up to one of their like premier tournaments, so they bumped up the prize pool, and most of the top players are playing in it. Uh, so that's pretty cool for the city. I went back in 2009 before. It was still an amazing tournament. It wasn't anywhere near where it was now, but it was when the Super Bowl was there and walked the course on the Saturday and just was in awe of just the energy that was there and the setup and the crowd. And, it's even, you know, it's that on, you know, major, major steroids now. It's it's incredible, the 16th hole and the fans. And last year, two hole-in-ones, and they just drenched the green with yeah. beer, beer cans. And then there was Wide. another one Sunday. Uh, it's a bucket list uh, for any golf fan for sure. And and the Wednesday Pro-Am is, is pretty amped up too. I mean, the crowds are just incredible. Me and AJ are taking two shots at glory, I guess, tomorrow. 125 yards out at 16 at the stadium. You get one shot, basically, and it's $40-some-thousand-dollar donation if you win. Closest to the pin. Uh, I, I would uh, put my money on you for that, buddy. <laughs> I know you've been practicing. you got the simulator now. The game's going to be tight. Hey, how about I almost won that fucking boat last year? You remember that? We almost took that boat out of there, out of Tahoe. Legit. I feel like we had three really good cracks at it. Yes. Oh, the hole-in-one one, one. yeah. Yeah, real close. AJ was like, I think, seven feet. I think I ended up at like three feet. I ended up with a bogey. Just tough green. That was the the Really tough green. Really. I wasn't on you. Aaron, you did. Bad read from the caddy. Yeah. Well, we yeah, didn't have one of those books. We no, we need those, that. We need that book thing that tells us yeah. what the green does. Because I'll tell you what, optical illusion out there, especially start mixing some of those vitamins exactly. and then the altitude yeah. and then the blisters from walking for the first <laughs> time. It all starts kind of blending together. Yeah. It's tough to putt. Yeah. And putting on glass out yeah. there. Uphills, downhill. I did get invited. You got to figure it out now, though. You're going to be you're going to be golden this year. You're right. You, figure it out. you might win that, uh, that big trophy. Hell like, yeah. You might get one of these. I don't know if it's that big, but you might get Oh, you ever see one of these before? <laughs> AJ has a question for you, Aaron. Go ahead, Mr. Hulk. 
Are you going to throw this offseason at all, Aaron? I know you normally don't really throw in this time of year. Have you thought about throwing this year? Well, I'm still uh, in the art of contemplation about my future, so mm. I'm, I'm – uh, Is that real? Uh, Are we really contemplating playing football again still? Is that like a heavy, heavy thought, yeah? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Wow, okay. I didn't know that. I just assumed because the way you've given answers, it's like foregone conclusion. But you have told us numerous times you haven't got through that portion of your decision-making yet. So I, that's just – that seems surprising me right there. That's a real thing. Yeah, it's a real thing, 100%. And that's why I think it's going to be important um, to get through this week and then, uh, you know, to, uh, to, uh, to take my, uh, you know, my isolation retreat and just to be able to contemplate – all things uh, my future and then uh, and then make a decision that I feel like is is best for me moving forward and in the highest interest of my happiness and then uh, and then move forward what's isolation retreat we're just going into a cave are you not going to talk you're not going to speak one of those things yeah is it just you in there and if you're just in there alone do you know how many days you're in there are you taking an ipad a book are we able to reach you what is there it's uh it's four nights of uh complete uh, darkness what you going to alaska not Alaska, no. I've been to Alaska. That's a beautiful state. Beautiful. That's a Are you fun. locked in? Where is it? You're not locked in. No, you can you can leave if you if you've you know you can't do it. You can just walk out the door. But it's uh, it's a darkness retreat. Wow. And I've had you know a number of friends who've done it and had some profound uh, experiences. And it's something that's been on my radar for a few years now. And I felt like it'd be awesome to do regardless of where I was leaning after this season. So it's been on the calendar for uh, months and months and months. And it's coming up. Uh, in a couple weeks. So you walk into a room for four days, or is it a cave? Where it's, is a, it's, a, it's a room. It's a little house, yeah. And they just kind of black out the window. Brrr, everything's dropped down, and then there's somebody like in there administering like sounds and what we're going through, options. There's a there's a two way uh, mirror. No, like a like a little slot that they'll they'll drop in uh, some food for you, but it's. Uh, but it's it's uh, isolation and darkness. No, you know, no music, no nothing. Are they recording you and your actions? How many people are in there? Uh, just myself. Isolation. Oh. Holy shit! Yeah, that's, it'd be weird if you had some random stranger in a corner you couldn't see. <laughs> I thought it was a group. I thought it was like a group. We're trying to, that's trying to battle, it. trying to battle for the toilet in the darkness <laughs> with somebody. So you're, so they're the one. So is there a bathroom? Or you wearing a diaper? I think you can you can, wear, you can wear adult uh, diapers if you want, but there's actually a bathroom. Yeah. Okay. And does that have like a nightlight or? So no light. No light. Four days. Are you wearing? Do you wear clothes? What Are you, you scared to death? Well, yeah, that's terrifying. Well, this you're going to the hole for four days. It sounds like, and I assume you're paying for this. No way I can. Yeah. Do you come out in the morning and then you go in it back every night. You're in there for four nights, and then you you come out on the on the last day. Um, after the, the fourth night. Oh, but, so Wait, all there's day no check-in, check-out? You're all, in all day? You're in all day. All day, all night. Pitch wow. black all day. Huh. Sensory, sensory deprivation, isolation. Are you in a float tank, too? Is there a float tank in wow. there you'd spend time in? That's real. That's a good question. Uh, there's no float tank. That'd be, that'd be pretty cool. So though. it's just I a like couch, like random couches? Like, oh, I'm going to go on Lazy Boy. That's going to be a difference between yeah. today and yesterday? I'm not, I'm not sure about that part. But, what are you bringing with you? Uh, well, it's it's not like you bring a journal or you bring you know music or anything. There's no no sounds. No, it's just uh, you know sitting in isolation, meditation, sitting with your thoughts. Nice. It stimulates uh, 
simulates uh, DMT, so there can be some uh, uh, hallucinations in there, but it's uh, it's just kind of sitting sitting in silence, which you know most of us never do. You know, we rarely even turn our phone off or yeah. you know put the blinds down to, to sleep in in, uh, in darkness. So um, I'm really looking forward to it. I assume you're going to find answers to a lot of things when it's just you your thoughts for four straight days with no light sound or human contact that's certainly uh i'm scared that you're not scared i thought of me being put in one of these situations and me not being able to make it like uh there's a lot of me right now okay me talking to me need to move have you thought about that at all has there been any bad trips i assume people have not been able to handle this i would assume uh, I don't know. I haven't heard. None of, nobody I've talked to who've done it has had a bad trip. They've all had really magical experiences. That's and, amazing. And, and meaningful uh, kind of breakthroughs. But uh, the door is open. So if you want to you want to leave, you walk out the door. Hey, good luck in there. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Honestly, I can't wait to hear what you learn about yourself from yourself with yourself four days. We might have to do it. Might have to come on for a guest appearance after that. I think so. I mean, maybe like gather your like get some light and stuff, Not you know. Right. And, like, right, right. Yeah, I will. I will just gonna gather, be bopping gather, all but... over that room. Hell yeah! Well, well, yeah, how, how what, else what, you gonna what... pass the time? Yeah, I mean, you're just gonna be you're gonna be Freddie bopped the whole time, probably. Oh, a lot of jerkins. <laughs> <laughs> you're coming in. What are you doing? Four days, dude. What did you bring with you? Oh, lotion. That's uh-huh. just lotion. Big <laughs> old thing of baby lotion. Hey, good luck in there. We apologize for not being as sophisticated enough. Darius J. Butler's here has a question for you. Certainly, that's a white person thing. I'm not 100% I mean, sure if any of us have ever heard of it before. Nah, shit. I want to know where to sign up. I might try that thing. Definitely really? Is that something yeah. you would want to do? Four I'll days. Try. I'll try four for days. Sure. I, I, doubt, I doubt I'll be able to make four days. One day. I think I could make a day. So, yeah, first of all, Aaron, where do I find that? And second of all, I had a football question. These two offenses, betting favorites, MVP, Jalen Hurts, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Which way are you leaning in this game as far as these offenses go? Well, first of all, we can sidebar off offline, uh, D-Bud, about that, uh, about that uh, other stuff. But Yeah, about I four th- days with no lights. Yeah, I go two. I get two max. Like it's going to be one up front. I think the Eagles have one of the best lines I've seen in the last 20 years. And I think if they can handle uh, the D-line uh, for the Chiefs, they're going to have a real good chance to win. Obviously, those guys uh, dominated the line of scrimmage against the Niners. Um, yep. And, you know, they didn't throw for a ton of yards in that game, but they ran the ball efficiently and and all different downs and distances, and they had all three of their backs who were going. So I think it's definitely going to be one in the trenches. Um, you know, Philly or uh, KC's got a – Got to get ahead. I think that's early. That's going to be the best chance. They got to start off with a great drive, yep. uh, opening possession, go down, get points on the board, and, and uh, play from the lead. That gives them, uh, I think, the best chance uh, to make Philly a little more one-dimensional. Philly still is probably going to stick with the run, which they should, because that's their bread and butter. But if the Eagles line can can control the line of scrimmage, I feel like uh, uh, they should win. But uh, you know, Pat. Uh, is just such a dynamic player. If he gets red hot and they uh, go up and down the field, um, you know, make Philly one-dimensional, it could be uh, the recipe to, to win. But I, feel, I really feel like they need to get ahead early, and if they can get it to two scores, 
that's going to change the dynamic of the game. Aaron, how about this? I know this isn't a world you know much about because you're not allowed to, but if you retire soon or when you retire later, you'll learn about it because it's becoming the world. 76% of the money is on the Philadelphia Eagles. 76. That's huge. That is a massive, heavy what is What is the line? Are they One and a half. Hasn't moved. Hasn't moved at all. 76% of the money stays on them. On the, no, the Eagles are favored. 76% of the money's on them. Hasn't moved. Normally, when you see that type of money, the book will start moving it because they want to kind of even it out. This is one of the most lopsided Super Bowls for a long time thus far, early in the week still, but the whole world is basically viewing it the same way you are almost. Yeah, I mean, Vegas seems to be pretty right on on a lot of their stuff. You know, They've been wrong, though. They yeah, have they been wrong. Definitely have. And there's a lot of things that can happen. You never know. It's a long week. And, oh, script. Yes. And <laughs> confidence. Obviously, they've played. The Chiefs played in a couple of these already. Uh, I don't. I didn't read the script at the beginning of the season, so I'm not sure how this thing is going to go. Okay, but. so you did not read the script. Why not? You said you don't want to, this year isn't the uh. year. You script the two scripts beforehand. Middle of COVID, they gave you the MVP, and you were kind of. Those are fun scripts to read. I, yeah, I read those. I didn't. They didn't want to jinx it, so I didn't read this year's. <laughs> I was. It was a mystery. I didn't, what's going to happen this year? I don't know. How do you feel about that? That's happening right now because of the officiating. That's a real conversation that's taking place right now because of the officiating, I believe, but also just because of how absurd the NFL is. There's a bunch of stats coming out about the Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs being exactly six pro bowlers and a Kelsey brother quarterback this and there how many wins they have, how many losses they have. It's like a script couldn't be written better than this. It's like that's kind of what the NFL has been. The NFL has got the world like this right now, and they know it. All eyes, there's going to be like 140 million people on it. How do you feel about the state of the league? And then also the state that we're in where people actually believe that a script is written for professional sports, more specifically the NFL. Well, I think the league, the league is in good hands, and they're always going to look out for the shield and protect the shield. Um, I think that there's some definite things in the referee department that uh, probably should be changed and adjusted. Um, but they have made some changes that I think have been good for the league, especially the extra uh, referee in the sky, basically, where they verify calls pretty quickly to avoid uh, unnecessary challenges. I think that's a good thing. Um, you know, I saw a lot of things about uh, potential holding calls uh, in that uh, in that AFC Championship game that could have been called, it couldn't have been called. Um, you know, I think when you play in the league, you know who the best refs are, right? You just, you, you, you know which guys talk to you, which guys don't, which guys are sensitive, which guys you can have conversations with, which, uh, you know, guys and gals, because there's, there's obviously a few women uh, reffing as well. You know who the good referees are. And I think uh, they just need to continue to put those best referees in uh, the biggest games. That's what all the best leagues do. They have the best referees in the best games. Now, part of the issue probably is with some of the uh, the grading of the referees because we send in plays every single week, right? And yes. So we're always, and then this, you know, we want you to to look at this holding call or this lack of a call here, this, you know, this interpretation. And for the most part, they always protect their own, which I understand and respect. But at the detriment of of the grading system. I don't know if that's always uh, the best the best policy um, because 
we would send in these clips, which are clear and obvious fouls, and the majority of the time, so more than 50 percent of the time, they would return back with a you know a verdict that it was actually the opposite of what we expected. The expected call should have been. Oh, so you're not even getting it right with another opinion? Okay, that's problematic, is what you're saying. I just think that yeah, that, that and I, I think that they're protecting their own, which I understand and respect, but. Um, is that affecting the grading, which affects who refs these games, which obviously the championship games have way more eyes on them, so there's way more scrutiny. Um, I think, is Venevich or Sheffers doing the... Sheffers, Sheffers. Yeah, so I said both those guys, because in my opinion, those are the two best in the league. Okay. I think they're they're the two best whitecaps. They are the ones that uh, communicate the best. Um, Hmm. I feel like their games... Um, are refed uh, the most uh, standard, I would say, across the board with all their officials because, you know, it's more than just a white cap. You have umpire, you have side judge, back judge, right. uh, and, 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 you know, all their officials in the field. But I feel right. like oh. they control the game the way it needs to be because the fans are there to watch the players, not the, not the refs. And they, I think, do a great job of controlling that and, and – you know, we had a lot of refs in the last half decade who were elite-level officials retire from the game. Uh, really, in the last decade, too, there's been, a, you know, so many great ones. Uh, a lot of them, what do they do? They go on TV. Why? Because the money is what it is. We have Gene Steratore on the CBS crew, who's a fantastic referee. I thought he was the best or one of the best in the game his entire time he was in it. You have John Perry, who I've seen on there. John is a fantastic referee. He's on TV now. Terry McCauley fantastic referee so you're talking about multiple like top five guys who it was who one of the first guys right on the cbs refs uh bald-headed guy black dude mike carey mike carey he was on tv everybody mike thought he was on tv gene austin i believe was Steve. on tv um, but you had pete morelli retire you had walt coleman uh retire um ed hockley retire you had a lot of people who've been around the game for a long time and refed at a really high level and that talked to you and communicated with you and i felt like controlled the game for the most part a couple of those guys i mentioned really like to hear their voice and would uh, certainly be interesting diatribes around their calls but for the most part they were really solid referees and the issue i think is not them retiring as much as uh, the league not paying one of those top guys um, to like a Mike Pereira or a Dean Blandino to be head of the officials. So you have a top, top former head ref become the, you know, referee czar. Uh, that's what you need. You need one of those top guys to be that, uh, that head of the officials for the NFL. And the NFL just needs to pay that guy a salary, which can take them away from TV and help to, uh, I think, standardized uh, calls across the league. I think you're <laughs> speaking the truth. Uh, I said Gene Steratore kind of took a TV money grab, and he said, hey, watch the money grab now. Huh? I've been <laughs> yeah. 40 years I've been refing both college basketball and football a lot of time on the road, okay? So, you know, maybe I did my service. But those guys that you mentioned being the great refs, they're great communicators. I feel like they're the best communicators. And also they have a feel for the game. Some of these guys look scared to death whenever they get put out there. We need to figure out how to change that. Hopefully we'll be able to do it. And uh, Aaron, 
We can't thank you enough for joining us, dude. I know you got a darkness retreat coming up. If in that time at all you think of us, we just hope it brings smiles and laughs, bub, <laughs> when you're in there. That's all we hope. A lot of rainbows. Rainbows and butterflies, for oh. sure. Hell yeah. Dude, have you... So you're just going to be like, yes, four days. Well, I think there's a lot of sleeping involved, uh, for sure. Um, Are you but, taking sleeping stuff? No, I'm not taking anything in there with me. I'm just... Hmm. What about weed? You smoking weed in there? Nothing in there. We got to keister a few things, maybe slip them out day three if you need it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Have you thought about like an audible if this doesn't go well the first yeah. 17 hours? That Actually, it's then only I'm the first 45 out. minutes. If, I, if, I, you know, if, it, if it's too much, then I'll just walk out. The door is unlocked. Do you want to leave? You leave. Maybe. It is might there a be clock? Is there know. a clock? They say. they say it's unlocked. Yeah. Also valid. <laughs> I saw that one show. You ever seen Saw? The yeah. Movie Saw? Yeah. 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 They couldn't just walk out. They actually had the saw off their leg to yeah. get out. Yeah. Chained. Just don't we don't think her. that's going to happen Leave to you. Leave the right arm intact. Yeah, thanks, AJ. Appreciate Welcome. that. And no, I will not be keistering anything in there. But All right. So you're going in there completely no sober. No, a, no AQ question today, huh? I can't believe it. Yeah. Hey, Q, do you have a question for Aaron Rodgers? I had one. What is it? Uh-oh. Uh, so I was going to ask the, oh. tail the tailor-made driver fitting, right? We saw it all over social media. Is it as good as we thought it was, and did you use it during the tournament? Yeah, good question. Great question. It's great question, and, and I get to pub one of my one of my favorite sponsors. It is – I've said this about many of their clubs, but every single successive club seems to be the best that I've ever hit. I mean, wow. the technology is of course. is crazy good. Uh, the forgiveness is Far ridiculous. Goodness. I mean – I'm, you know, again, I'm a, I'm a field golfer. I can get into a rhythm, and I'm really good around the green. But if I drive it squirrely, then that's when I really struggle. And this forgiveness on this driver is, oh. is incredible. I mean, I hit so many balls off the heel or the toe that stayed in play and allowed me to, you know, get the ball up around the green and, wow. and, and make and make a decent amount of net birdies. Um, Taylor Man has been a great partner. I did the, you know, I did the show last week from the trailer. They got a, you know, they got a trailer that, that uh, they take care of all the tour players and then the scrubs like me when I come into an event like this. Um, they gave me a new putter. I don't know if you saw the putter head on it. Oh, the, the, the so cover, nice. The alien cover that they gave me. Was, <laughs> that, it's out of the world. When they put that cool. in the bag, said, oh, this is going to be a good week. It's going to be a really good week. Damn right. But I love TaylorMade, and all the people there are just first class, and they take really good care of me, and um, the driver is incredible. Carbon, carbon wood? Carbon, carbon fiber wood. It's called forgiveness. Yep. Forgiveness. It is a great yeah, driver. It's good yeah, driver. that's the truth. That, that is the absolute truth, so... Big thanks to Taylor May there, a big part of uh, this win. Thanks to uh, Ben Silverman. Thanks to Steve John and the staff at the Monterey Peninsula Foundation. Thanks to uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Darius Rucker and MJ for being great. Uh, why you party? It says right here, it says uh, 2023 champion. Wow. Teach me about tomorrow and all the pain and sorrow running free. Congrats and thanks to you. this guy for the inspiration. You that know? guy, yeah. Like, Hell yeah. We need a little bit more Nick Cage in our lives, I think. Yeah. I mean, if I were you, I just wouldn't lock myself in a hole for four days so I couldn't see Nick Cage, you know? But that is, that is what Cage you're doing. Do, though. Yeah. I'm going to see him right here. I'm going to have a lot of hallucinations where I'm. I am Nick Cage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just want to let you know, 
shoot worried for you. Okay, just because I'm, I'm projecting my own thoughts on how I would feel going into that, but incredibly proud that you're willing to do this so that you can find your ultimate form of happiness, which I think all people should be striving for. We're pumped for you and scared, but pumped for you. Thank you. I am not scared. I'm looking forward to this as much as anything I've done in a long time. So excited to, uh, to unplug for a few days and then uh, come back and tell you all about it. We'll see you on the other side. Good luck out there. Ladies and gentlemen, four-time NFL MVP and the current reigning, defending Pebble Beach Pro-Am champion, Aaron Rodgers. That a uh, from Aaron Rodgers to another fucking stallion Super Bowl champion. The darkness retreat thing. Whoa. Four, just too long. Dude, you know how scary that is? Four, Four days. days. My, a lot. My anxiety, okay? And I am not an anxiety-riddled person. And I have the LG's feel-good CBD for anxiety going in there. I thought of me getting locked into a cage, okay? Going into the hole. This yeah. is solitary confinement. Right. Which is what's me. Somebody else is in control. They drop food in there. A four days, no lights at all? Nightmare. AJ, what? I didn't know this was something. And Darius was like, oh, man. yeah, maybe I'll try it, it just, out. I've heard people do silent silent retreats where they like go up into basically a cave and they don't say anything for a couple of days. But four days in darkness, that's you're going to solitary confinement. And what? They, they drop. They have a little area where they can open up a slot and drop you food. So uh -huh. are they surveilling you the whole time, too? Are, they, are you on video? Like what do you think? Infrared? Yeah, you, night, night vision. vision? Does he get a pair of You saying that is why, like you're like this is like budge training. Like if you could go do budge, you would do budge just to see if you still got it, like that type of thing. I mean, you, you at some point in there, I probably probably the second day you're gonna lose concept of time. I don't know if y'all been in those tanks. Where you yeah, just yeah, I've been doze off a little bit. Yeah, like, oh, but that's shit. like an hour at a time. Though. Yeah, but, so four days. I mean, I, like I said, I don't think I could do four days at all. Oh, I'd be I so sick of me so days, quick. Though. I couldn't yeah. even fathom joining us now. Maybe a man that did something like this. Yeah. That's why he was so good at football for so damn long. Played left tackle for 16 years, obviously for the Bengals and for the Rams. And this year, people are trying to get him back onto the field. He said no. Just killed it with Amazon. Ladies and gentlemen, Andrew Whitworth. Yeah, Whitworth. Oh, he might. That chair might. Wow. Hey. That chair will hold wit. Holy smokes. I see why they're trying to get him out the booth. I mean, look at this. Yeah, you Shit. look unbelievable. Jeez. Here with Mattel, obviously. These little guys here. We got a Jones and a Fletcher Cox. And, hey, you look phenomenal. Wow. Yeah. Can you hear us? Keep it right. Keep it tight, baby. We can't hear you. Can't hear me? There, yeah, there, there we go. go. There we go. All right. Speak up, man. Let's Can you go. hear us right now? I got you, bro. You look fucking unbelievable. You're on all that shit. You're taking all that stuff? <laughs> I take, no, I take nothing. You look amazing. You looked like this when he played, though. Like, you've always, I feel, I mean, you look great, but I feel like you look like that when you played. Yeah, I just, you know what? I'm, I like to be active, man. I'm outside all the time. I'm either playing golf, hiking, doing something. So I love being out and about, so I stay pretty active and burn a lot of calories, I guess. Are you at the same weight that you played at? Uh, I'm probably... 5, 10, 15, somewhere in there, down. Just kind of depends on the day and the weekend. Still training every day like a, like a madman had to? I still to? get after it. I still got the dojo at the house, and uh, we, st we still get after it a little bit. Hell what were your yeah. thoughts on how the season went, especially from a guy that covered it every Thursday night? We thought you did amazing. Yeah. yeah. Hell of a season Sweet. by you and everybody over at Amazon on Thursday nights. What did you think about this season? Offense not as good this year. More of a defensive-led uh, season, I think, for the NFL as a whole. Yeah, it was in the running game. I mean, you know, you, you look at it. The uh, I love seeing the running game explode. And, uh, you know, I thought AQ, you know, obviously awesome job every week showing that stuff. I loved watching it. Oh, yeah. And, baby uh, AQ. Hey, look at you. Come on, Al. Come on, Al. Come on, Al. 
Appreciate I watched that. every week. Don't appreciate worry, that. I was watching. I appreciate that. It win. was great, man. But yeah, I mean, you seeing that come back, man. The, 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 this league's always, you know, you, you see things coming back and leaving and all that stuff, and to see physical football and the running game take off a little bit this year and some defense, I loved it. It's old school, especially with the Eagles being in the Super Bowl. I mean, this is yeah. going to be a great depictor of it because Sirianni and his dad. Diner at IUP, which is yep. in Western Pennsylvania. All about the O-line, D-line, baby. That's how they built the team. There's no surprise there. There are 78 sacks this year, that fucking team. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, 78 you look at that sacks. Insane. You know, I think really, to me, that's, you know, when I look at this game, there's a lot of different ways you could take it. But I, I really think, for me, that's why I lean towards Philly. It's just both oh, sides man. of the ball. They're fronts, man. I mean, I just think you look at the veterans, you know, some Everybody of these guys, knows. maybe their last time to get a chance to play in a game like this, they're thinking in their mind, mm. uh, you're going to get their best. And they got some good ones. AJ. How do you block um, – how do you block Philly's D-line? Honestly, when you look from front, like especially like Hassan Reddick, what he has done this year, what a great pickup. What are you going to do? Like, how do you how do you have to bring keep keep people in? Do you have to max protect? Like, what would you do? Yeah, I think that's the thing. You're going to have to do a couple things where you help guys out at times. But you know, with Andy Reid, it's always going to be going to that screen game and finding yeah. ways to. You know, I think every time people play the Chiefs and Mahomes and Andy Reid, it's like we talk about Mahomes is going to get hit. Guys are going to try and get after him, and they start the game off, and he has the ball for like half a second yeah. the first nine plays of the game. The ball's just out of his hand fast as can be and they try and get you frustrated and so I think that they're obviously going to do something like that I mean you know all five of those guys when Philly rushes them I mean it's just one-on-one nightmare I mean somebody's winning that's for sure I can remember Fletch back in his heyday when he lined up over the center head up it's like everyone worried about everything else that was happening and it's like the center's like dude this is a nightmare (laughs) for me so we take care of right up the gut here I'm gonna have to handle this one-on-one I think that's what every defense coordinator is looking for they've been able to do it and they reloaded mid-season too let's bring in Sue, let's bring in Joseph. Let's yep. only continue to get better. They're going all in. I like that they're winning because they've gone all in. Obviously, the A.J. Brown trade happened with the Rams. Rams go all in, win the Super Bowl. Now here we are a couple years later, and everybody's like, wait, is going all in the right method? Do you think this is sustainable for teams? Do you think, like, the Eagles are going to be able to sustain? Because you guys were going to be the depiction of this. The Rams, they go and get their quarterback. They spend money on Vaughn. They bring in OBJ. They go big. They kind of invest on the defensive side. And then it kind of doesn't have as much staying power. And this is what all the old school traditional team built types uh, were saying. This ain't going to last. This ain't going to last. Do you think it's possible after what happened with the Rams? Like, do you think the Eagles, it's possible to go on sustained success, whatever that is, I guess, these days? Yeah, I think the tough part for the Rams when people look at it to this year is that you, you know, retired. You yeah. have people. Well, you have people retire. <laughs> oh, yeah. You have people move yeah. on. In Philly, you have a scenario where there is some free agents and some guys that are leaving, but they still have a lot of draft capital. They still have a lot of great players on their roster. They're going to be there for years to come. It's a little bit different than what we did. I mean, I think the Rams started the trend, uh, but Philly's really maximized it. You look at the draft capital they have and being in the Super Bowl and the young talent they have, they could be really good for years to come. So I think that's definitely different than really the Rams model because right now. They're in a tough situation. Rams are fucked, do you think? They're in a tough situation. You're going to have to figure out a way to not only manipulate the cap some, but you don't have a lot of draft capital. You don't have a lot of things to build on this year and say, all right, we're going to have a rebound. It's going to be built on, man, just hoping guys come back healthier and we can play better. Yeah, that was uh, the other reigning super – Oh, yeah. 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 oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It ends. It's ending. I'm sad. Hey, it's over. Hey, you did nothing this year, nope. but you didn't really get to take the tour of excitement. No. It isn't like a Ram Super Bowl run. But congrats, reigning champion still. Yeah. Connor has a question for you, big win. Yeah, yeah wait, before last year's Super Bowl, there's that conversation about you and Burrow kind of being friends in the offseason when he was going through his rehab. Do you still have ties to Cincy? Do you still talk to Burrow on a daily basis? And do you think that's another team that might kind of enter that new 
almost dynasty era with how good that team is and how young they are? Yeah, him and I keep up. I, I usually try to text him every week during the season. I'm, I'm a big try to leave guys alone the most I can. But, yeah, in the offseason, we talk some. and uh, Well, especially not your big media fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You know, now people don't trust you anymore, yeah. right? So <laughs> what are you texting me for? But, no, uh, Joe's great, man. He, he's a really special one. Now, that's, you know, on the other side of the conversation of Philly and what the Rams did. You know, Cincinnati's not that team. They're not going to go trade for a bunch of people. They're not going to get rid of picks and leverage, things like that. So how do they sustain their success and keep guys in the building? Because they also aren't the kind of team that likes to write a lot of checks and they've oh, done yeah. that different than they've done in the past they've wrote some free agency checks but now how do you keep this young cap capital of like draft picks that are really good how do you keep all those guys in the building and stay successful it's going to be leaning on joe even more will that be a winning model we'll see i think so joe said the windows rare. his entire career yeah, he yeah, is so. very rare go ahead d bud hey first of all we crushed it this year on amazon you man. did yeah, man yeah, i appreciate it you did and you joined obviously it was a new crew you kind of feel like you guys kind of figured each other out a little more as the season went on. But what was that like, the expectations going into it, into the, into the booth from the field, and then what you actually experienced? You know, I had no idea I'd love it so much. Mm -hmm. I mean, I kind of went in like, man, I'm a little – like it's going to be an interview. Like I'm a little nervous. I don't know how this is going to go, but yeah. I'll see how it goes. And then – Really, to me, I think the thing that took off for all of us coming fresh off the field, especially between me and Ryan and Sherm, yep. is that being in the arena and feeling it a little bit as like you're in there and you're seeing the fans and you're getting to see some of the guys you've appreciated throughout your career down on the field before the game. Something about that energy made it just take off for me. Like yep. I was just so fired up every week. I couldn't wait to get to the next city and be in that element again. Uh, I, I thought it was so much fun. And, and I think we have a great crew and I can't wait for next year. I mean, I was actually sad when it ended. Now, most football seasons, I in like man i never want to do this again mm -hmm. but being an analyst i was like man i can't wait to do this again hey, were you ever close to going back and playing football this year i know everybody was mm -hmm. campaigning for you was there ever a thought because listen perfect. there had to be a moment where you laid down at night and you and the family i know that really cool moment that nfl films got of you throwing a confetti at the kids and saying like hey daddy's gonna be around a lot more and we're gonna be uh this is all we got it's a great way to go out was there ever a moment where you're laying down at night it's like would be a maybe a I mean, we only got like seven weeks left, eight yeah. weeks left of the season. Was there ever that or no? There was a couple games I was watching, you know, throughout the year when something happened. I'm like, ooh, I think I'd fit in good in that situation. Then obviously playing in Cincy so long, when things happen there, I'm like, man, maybe, maybe. You know, I have a great relationship with Zach Taylor and those guys. So he kind of knew that wasn't going to happen. But I did get fired up one week watching them play. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I think Jonah got hurt. And I was like, all right, I'm going to tr try and give this a go. Maybe I could play left tackle. Wow. I tried to take a set. And my kid was like, Dad, you look like the sloth off Zootopia. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? This is it. I mean, if Michael Lee thinks – I look like a sloth taking a set. It's over. Like, I'm going to just sit back Getting down and watch it. buried at home. All right, let me see if I still got it. Dad, you're shit. <laughs> you're gross. <laughs> you suck. Gross. Yeah. Uh, when your 10-year-old tells you you suck, you got to move on. Well, I don't know if that 10-year-old maybe has the greatest eyes in the history of scouting football, too. We should think about that going <laughs> yeah. forward. Uh, what do we got here? These are incredible. From Fisher-Price, uh, this is a Little People Collector Super Bowl champion set. Uh, this is fantastic. This guy is really cool. Yeah, it's rare, man. This is going to be first time they've done this with uh, little people. They've had uh, different things they've done. Ted Lasso, Seinfeld, um, the Beatles. What? They've done some cool things with these, and this year is going to be the first ever football set for the Super Bowl champions. You can go to MattelCreations.com and buy these for 30 bucks. Uh, and the, the losing team, you'll get your money back. You don't get them, but the winning team, you get your collector set, man. You get to hold on to it forever. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Doing oh, it beforehand. Yeah. If Consolation wins. prize. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if it means anything. We lean on a lot of information to figure out who's going to win, but right Right now, 
Uh-oh. The Eagles are leading in pre-order sales for the game. I'm mean, just go. saying, Wait. confidence means something. Could you imagine being inside the Kansas City Chiefs locker room right now? You have Patrick Mahomes, Gosh. Travis Kelsey, and Andy Reid. 76% of the money is on the Eagles. Everybody likes the Eagles. Literally everybody. Even the fucking collector items. Yeah. Exactly. The it's crazy to think about that. Think about what they're doing in there. You exactly. I mean? I'm know. just I'm digging, you know, turning the knife a little bit. And I, I didn't say who I was betting on. I said who I was picking in the Ooh. game. You How say, do you feel about it, though? I, I, you know what? I feel pretty good about the Eagles. I will say that. <laughs> this is a big guy thing. AQ is a same way. If yeah, the Eagles tough. win, it's like such a good news for the big well, guys. Well, of course, we're going to lean on the big fellas. We're bald sure. and beautiful. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what we do, you know? See that? I knew Twins part two right here. Let's go. You know? <laughs> we're going to flip a coin for who's DeVito. Hey, so the um, <laughs> deuce counter tray that the Niners were running uh, down there inside the really low red. <laughs> yep. and, uh, you learned something. I love this. Look at this. Place. Yeah. Sure. No, you said you watched it all year. I genuinely, and I think D-Butt, oh, who's yeah. one of the biggest brains that I've ever been around football-wise, AJ as well, us watching the In the Trenches shit every single week with him, and I appreciate you co-signing that for him because we wouldn't have known if he was wrong or not. No. So no. much shit going on down there. Incredible career by you, man, honestly, and we're thankful to learn about it kind of as the years roll on, and we hope you continue to be a voice for it. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate getting a chance to come down here and fellowship with y'all a little bit, and obviously that's awesome, man. Anytime we get a chance to talk about the big fellas and the impact they have on the game. No, but like smart shit too yeah, yeah. it is like, bro it's crazy head. you know what people I mean? don't understand really how much you know outside of the quarterback and a lot of guys probably in the, you know secondary all the coverages you play having to understand the game and all the nuances of where people are on the field and what happens to who and mm-hmm. why this rotation matters to this and why we're changing the math on people with this motion those kind of things are what make this game so special and make the involvement of this game rare and so i love seeing more and more of just the offensive line and in coverage and everything else being shown all the little things that make it so special Game. I think we're at a state, though, where the fans are ready to become more informed fans. Yes. You know what I mean? It doesn't just have to be like insane highlights. It's like, oh, this guy, these guys passing off to people to pick up the rap that was coming. Like, that is an incredible football play that's taking place. I think more people are starting to appreciate it, and that's how much the game has grown. We can't thank you enough for joining us. Will. I appreciate it, man. Thank you all for having me You on. look unbelievable. Yeah, I appreciate it. You, and, right, Bezos, you. you and Bezos, boys? Uh, <laughs> I've met him once. He came to uh, the Kansas City uh, Chargers game. Yeah, we I saw dinner. Fitz a while back, and yeah, I was trying to ask Fitz about How it. How was the dinner? About it. it was great. He, he popped in, and uh, it was good. It was good. He's jacked, to too, right? He's yeah, jacked. Dude, jacked. He's bald yeah. and beautiful, yeah. He figured yeah. it out. Yeah. He's probably got, got some free shit. time to work out a little bit. <laughs> Is Fitz know? having you guys yeah. over? Is Fitz having you guys over? He lives out here, right? Uh, listen, there, there's nobody that has more visitors or people they know <laughs> than Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, I, I don't know if it's from playing for half the with teams all in the nine league kids or going too, to Harvard. Right? Yeah. You know, it's all these educated, smart people he's always meeting up with. Uh, I'm not invited to those <laughs> Could meals. Could you imagine being a quarterback for now? Because the quarterback, you're held like you're the yeah. king. You meet every booster, partner, business at every single school you go to. Face. But also in the building, you're like the guy. He's been quarterback for every single team in the league. Oh, my God. He's probably he everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. everywhere. Yeah, not to mention he's the smartest guy in the room, too. Yeah. So, uh, it's uh, it, you know, I played with him in Cincinnati for a couple of years, and he, he has not changed, man. He's the same guy. Mm-hmm. Rare dude. As are you. Appreciate can't it. thank you enough. Congrats on all the success post-football. And I can't wait to see who ends up, you know, becoming immortalized hmm. as the – Little People Collector Set makes its first debut into the football world. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Couldn't have picked a better person. Ladies and gentlemen, Andrew Whitworth. Yeah, Whit. Oh, yeah, Big Whit. Woo. These are awesome, Whit. Good luck out there. Hey. Thank you, dude. Kids love that. He's Appreciate fucking you, huge. Appreciate man. you. Appreciate he's you, not just huge. He's, he's going to be on all that shit. He's has be to on be. No, he, I mean, if he is, he looked like that. <coughs> Whit, they always look like that. Yeah. You got to be on all that shit. I don't believe it.
fucking it's a massive. Freak. Hit country strength. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Good lord. He said moderation's all you need. Yep. Of the shit. Is that what he's saying? Oh, okay. uh, well, you could make that argument. Half cycles. Where's he from? Is he from Ohio? <laughs> no. Played at LSU. Yeah, yeah, played at LSU. LSU. Louisiana, maybe? Mm-hmm. Hey, those Bayou boys down there. Mean cuss. But, <laughs> dude, you've just been sitting here for like an mean hour. Cussing. So fucking rude of us to do. Let's go through a couple uh, situations that have popped up today in the news world that we need your opinion on. Let's do it. Bill Belichick, Tom Brady on the Let's Go podcast. Bill Belichick talked greatly about how he had to tell Tom pretty much, I got to treat you the same way as the boys. And then Tom said, no worries. I can use this as a platform for my leadership. It was almost understood that he was going to get chewed out in those meetings. Yeah. LeGarrette Blunt came in and said one of his first meetings, he sat there, and Tom not only pointed out that he missed a wide-open throw, but said, oh, you're supposed to be the greatest. You're supposed to be the guy that everybody (laughs) wants to be. There's about 100 guys in the NFL that can make this throw, and you can't. So why don't we figure that out? And LeGarrette Blunt going, God damn, Tom Brady's getting this. This is going to be the thing. Bill Belichick acknowledged that, though. If I was able to yell at Tom, I'm able to yell at everybody else. You were in that building for a few years, got drafted there. Are you happy to see that Bill and Tom's relationship is allowed to be public almost now, which is what this feels like from the Let's Go podcast yesterday? Yeah, and that's something I think you mentioned, um, that they kind of had to be on the same page on that. And like Blunt said, like the first day you're in there, the first week you're in there, you hear Brady getting chewed out just like everybody else. So you know everybody has to be accountable on that same page. Um, Something else that stuck out to me on that Let's Go podcast was – kind of just how Bill was talking. Like, you rarely hear Bill mm-hmm. in that form unless he's talking or sitting down with somebody he either highly respects or he's super engaged in the conversation. You rarely hear or see that side of Bill, so that was uh, that was dope to see. Oh, right Tom, here. the greatest quarterback of all time, is hanging over the goddamn cliff, yeah. Yeah. what Bill Belichick was saying. It was like, all right, this dude's a human. It's what yeah. everybody chats about behind the scenes. Well, and Bill going up to Tom after, if he ripped him real hard, like, hey, I heard people saying, you know, I kind of obliterated you there. Sorry if that was a little too much. Like, even that I feel like is crazy to hear about just because that takes a lot right of respect between Brady and Bill for him to obviously have the okay to do it but then be able to go apologize to him after just in case it was a little too much what do we not hear from Aaron Rodgers today that he's doing anything he's got a four days of a dark darkness retreat retreat, to figure out his life I cannot believe you were like sign me up for that I I still think two days two days still I think I'd love that yeah, yeah, you would. That makes sense. I'm sure. The, I'm sure there's a whole process. Like you eventually freak out, whatever, through the first day and a half, two days, and then they probably settle in and they probably enjoy it. They're the not letting them out of the door. Day or so. No. Door there's no open. way. They're walking, they're walking in, filming it. There's who knows what's going to come from that. But yeah, door yeah. is open. Baby. No, it is not. I. There's no way yeah. because what are you going for? Because everybody probably wants to leave. Yeah, people yeah. never lie. People never lie about that stuff. Yeah, that's probably a part of the thing. Like the I don't want to say it to them, but like yeah, I. Yeah. What about the bathroom? There's got to be a door to a bathroom, right? You just poop on the ground and then poop in your fingernail. And then you yeah. give the bucket back to them? <laughs> exactly. Maybe yeah. it's a bucket. They clean out the slop bucket, or you just kind of have, that's part of the experience. Yeah, put it in the microwave and eat it. breathe that in. What? There's no now chance you can get time. out of that room. Like, Put it in the microwave and eat th- it. Everybody that goes wants to get out. Like, what? that's a part of the whole process. And so, you got to fight. Once you get through that, I guess that's where the breakthroughs yeah. happen. Yeah, they say, no, no, you got to stay. You got to stay. Four days, probably, though. Probably people, like, masked up. The oh, whole yeah. Day. Activate your natural DMT. Don't you start freaking yeah. out, probably. Course, yeah. You're all by yourself. Yeah. You realize you've only been there for 40 minutes. I'm on a plane. <laughs> I'm on a plane with no Wi-Fi. I feel like I'm Amish, and I have no idea what's going to happen. Start freaking get out. Get me off this plane. Get me on the ground as soon as possible. Way too much of me only able to talk to me mm-hmm. right now. That's what the goal That's is. What it's for. That's what it's for, then, yeah. Good luck, out there. Four days. That's got to that feel like a fucking so year. That is so long. When he originally said four nights, I thought, like, oh, so you go in there at night? Like, right. From go like, hiking during the so six is it, to six a.m. or something? This is Joro. No. 
I don't know who this is. Jordo wasn't on the bag out at Pebble Beach. This might so. be the grandmother. Now grandmother didn't call him. Yeah, maybe she told him. To He's go not doing else. ayahuasca. No. Nope. That's huge. Is this a part of Plant Medicine? You think they're pumping in, like, sage? Ooh. And, like, pumping in... Uh, it could be. What's that stuff that starts with a V that makes you relaxed? Viagra. Valium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Viagra. Definitely not Viagra. Cialis. Valium, yeah. <laughs> no, like that uh, the herbal shit that they do at, like, uh, you go to, like, a spa or oh, a massage. Sure. Like the smell. Lavender. 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 There it is. Eucalyptus. Eucalyptus. I wonder if they're, like, pumping nose into the room. I don't think, I think it's every, nothing. I think it's just you, darkness, silence. Can he do that at his house? Why, why didn't he just well, do it at his house? Four days is probably more than 25K, I would imagine. To use somebody's room with no light? What are you talking about? Don't fucking wooden chair in the corner. Stop using rational. Why why are you using rational arguments? You know, like with things like this. But then I guess there's probably like a decompress after you're done with four days. You go talk to somebody. You talk to them. Hey, what did you go through? And then they give you a plan. The decompress is him mushing his sausage for, you know, 10 hours of the day. What are we talking about? Decompress. I'm saying you you got to justify justify paying all this money. Hey, so I know your dong is raw, but other than that, what did you get out of the four days in darkness? Bro, I have no idea. I, I don't I would not be able to complete the task. They could be offering up. 10 million on the other side. Right. This just sounds like cruel and unusual punishment. Yeah, yeah, Where are they going? Yeah. You're going to a hole. Nobody wants to go to the hole. Hardened criminals don't want to go to the yeah. hole. What's the worst place to put somebody yep. when you've already done the worst thing to somebody? Oh, the hole. What's the hole? No light. Yeah. For how long? 24 hours a day. How long are you in there? Two, three days. They're like, one better. Four days in the hole. Yeah. You pay us. Yeah, a lot Give of money. Grand. <laughs> you pay us. And they even get an hour. It's 23 or one. They get yeah. an hour outside. Yes, you're right. Out yeah. in a box. Which literally. Is, is it good food? You think crazy. at least they're slopping in there? No. He said they're dropping it in. No way he's going no. to prison. There's maggots in it. Yeah, animal droppings. Probably. He's doing four days What if he gets there and he realizes it's, some, see what it is. it's some guy in like a double wide trailer that he, he has half of it cordoned off and he's like, oh, you're going to be on that side. I'm going to be on this side living my life while you're in there for four days. We you hear the guy. I almost turned this entire thing into an hour long. What the fuck? You yeah. know, but we can't do that. We had Whitworth sitting back here. We had that whole thing. I have a lot more questions about the darkness retreat. And a lot of them beginning begin and end with, there's no way in fucking hell that is anything. Mm. Ayahuasca, certainly. Let me get down in there. Let me experience this, what everybody experiences. I would like to be able to get into the conversation when the ayahuasca users start talking. Yes. And I'll be like, well, mine. I, I just puked and then I... My, my mother went the other way, <laughs> and I would like to be able to do that because, you know, I, I will try things out. I don't drink my own piss. People try that out to make themselves out. There is a line. Yeah. Sure. But if somebody's like, oh, this will make you the best human of all time, I'm always like, all right, let me at least give it a go. The ice bath shit. Yeah. The uh, hot sauna shit. Like, let me find out to crack the code here, these new remedies people are doing. There is zero fucking chance I'm going into the hole for four days. Never. And paying somebody else to do it. Darius, you said you wanted to do it openly. Two days. Two days? I don't know if they, you Two's can do back. that. You got to do four days. I mean, the door is open. I'll sign up for four and walk out in two. There you go. I mean, I, I literally probably won't have a clue how long yeah, I've been know. after probably... 12 you after you I go yelling? to sleep and wake up. Would you yell? Once? What time is it? What day am I on? Like, do you start That's yelling? probably a part of it. I oh, guarantee yeah. you there's a whole, yeah, there's yeah. a bit, there's a whole thing that you go through. I mean, he's essentially paying to go to like a CIA black site in a bottom pad where they're just going to. Yes. Do, they, do they waterboard him at all? You think? I, I would, wouldn't be surprised. Pay double to actually go to that though. Ladies and gentlemen, a man who has been a global sensation 
for at least the last 29 years. Yep. Yeah. When you think of Sin City in Las Vegas, you think of a couple people. This man's name is one of them. With the Super Bowl in Vegas next year, chit-chatting about that and his show that you can go see still every single day to this day at Luxor. Ladies and gentlemen, Carrot Talk. Oh, yeah! Wow! wow. Oh, yes. Thank you for that lovely introduction. It was all a lie. <laughs> it was not. It was not a lie. Dude, I'm fucking great. How are you? Your carrot top. This is amazing. That's what Chris Rock said to me. I love it, right? Chris Rock and our friend. And I said to Chris one time, can you hear me? I said to Chris Rock one time, I said, damn, you're Chris Rock. He's like, you're fucking carrot top. And I never forgot that. I was like, yeah, but you're, you're that's not cool. You're, you're Chris Rock. Yeah, but you're Carrot Top. Yeah, you're Carrot Top. What, do you, you do a show every single day still? Uh, yeah, every night but Sunday. Yeah. Wow. Take off from my football. Yeah. Gotcha. But yeah, every night for, um, yeah, for 30 some years. Yeah. Where are you from originally? Florida. A nice. Florida man. Florida, yeah. Becomes Carrot Top. Yeah. And you just always were going to be a magician? That was the goal? Uh, no, magician. No, I don't do magic. I just do shit. Props. You know. <laughs> I made a new one that you'd appreciate. It's on my Instagram. But it's really funny. It's a Cowboys kicker missed four, you know, four in a row. Yeah, we saw. So it. I'm sitting there. You did see it. Yeah, it was loud. It was a tough day to be. Did a you kicker. hear about that? Yeah. It was so tough. I thought I need to make it. So I got a Cowboys helmet and I put this like goalpost kind of out on a spring so he can he can practice like aiming. Oh. So it's be, it's beautiful. I should have had it. Yeah, you should have brought it. Bring did it. you bring any of the props? No. I didn't bring <laughs> No, I didn't bring anything. So they got you walking around, obviously. Yeah. I asked When you so, think football, you think Carrot Top, right? No, yep. when you think Vegas, you think Carrot Top, Vegas. though. Which oh, yeah. will be next year, right? That's yeah. the big, that's yeah. the big that's Super Bowl, so it should be a good time. So is that what the conversation is all about? What Vegas would be like I hosting guess, a Super yeah, Bowl? Yeah, I think, I guess. I don't know. I'm a big football fan. They asked if I wanted to come and talk and say hi to people. What do you think about I Vegas hosting show all the time, Super so this is awesome. Carrot Top watches the show? Yep. You, you interview uh, Aaron uh, Rodgers every day. Tuesdays. Tuesdays. You go every day. We we just we. Yeah, but I, I do I do watch your show. <laughs> no, you're very, you're very very good. No, we are very below average. Well, this no. show would not last anywhere near as long as yours did. But you have you... lights. Those people don't have lights, and they they don't have a stage. There's a guy over there, just the desk. Poor guy. <laughs> just a little desk. How'd it go? You felt good over there? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is show business. Over there. Hmm. Come on. Levitar didn't have. Welcome a, to show business. Levitar didn't have a fucking set. Really? He's not here though. He's in Florida probably. No, no, I think, they, the uh, I think they... No, I, I talked to them. <laughs> that drafting set is probably where yeah, it drafting, would be. Yeah. Yeah. Sports gambling is a big thing. Yeah, you get yeah. into it at all, you gamble it No, all? I should. I'm in Vegas. I should do that, but I don't. Yeah. Probably why I'm football? still in Vegas, because I don't get involved in it. Who's your team? Who's your Dolphins. Yeah. Ooh, Damn right. Let's go. Miami. Fins well, up, Well, you know, I'm as, I'm, I'm, I literally realize I'm as old as the Super Bowl. So uh, <laughs> when I... am 57. So nice. When I, when I was a kid, we didn't have Jaguars, and we didn't have... The Bucks. We just had the Dolphins, so I've always stayed a true Dolphin fan. We had fun with Marino. Those were fun oh, yeah. days. Oh yeah. yeah. And then we haven't had fun for many, many years. But, but doing a show every single night. Yeah. I mean, time just. We're just talking to somebody who's going on a darkness retreat uh, for four days. Going to be dropped into a hole with no lights. 
Uh, no food, no extracurricular. That sounds like my show. <laughs> but he's going to get lost. Darkness and sadness. And In those days, well, we don't know if it's sadness. I'm projecting that, but uh, he's thinking it's going to be a great four days in darkness. Mm. But you just get lost in the years, I assume, whenever you have a show every yeah, fucking yeah, day. Yeah, it's, you know what? You say that, but it's, it's, it's the best job in the world. I mean, I get to go home every night. I, I go in, do the show, and go home and sleep in my own bed, and I don't get on a bus and a plane and a train, you know. So it's, it's a great gig. And I can write new jokes like that and not have to worry about, you know, I'm... It's easy. It's a fun job, you know. So you don't love, you don't mind the workload. I just saw David no, Copperfield. No, I like yeah. the, David, David Copperfield doesn't mm. like his job. I, I, <laughs> I now I love David. <laughs> no, never know. You never know, right? Yeah, yeah, make you disappear like course, that. Nope. Uh -oh. I mean, he brought Blue Thirty Two on the yeah, stage. Yeah, alien. So I, I, saw I, an alien. I did a joke, and this is not even a joke. It was just a, I meant. So I used to work at the MGM Grand before I worked at the Luxor for like ten years, and so one day I just. I, they moved me to the Luxor, and the newspaper interviewed me. They said, why aren't you at the MGM Grand anymore? And I said, David Copfield made me disappear. Now, there's a joke in there because he did take my room, but he didn't really. David. So anyway, David calls me, and he's like, why the fuck did you tell the newspaper that I made you disappear? <laughs> and I'm like, it's a joke. You do magic. I, you didn't really make me. You didn't like dinkle, dinkle, dink, and I was gone. So we, we have fun together. We do fuck with each other. So that Copperfield Theater used to be the Carrot Top Theater? Yeah. <laughs> really? I'm not mad. <laughs> yeah. hey, it's a nice theater. Yeah, it's a I have a nice theater at the Luxor. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, come see it. You, gotta, you should come see I'm going tonight. It's going to be great. <laughs> Every night except yeah. for Sundays. And then now you've, you've talked me into I, I'm Now I'm, I'm, I'm starting not to like my – I might not like – No, no, AJ. Yeah. No, I went this far and I did this show and now I'm – No, no, no. This is show business. Man. Remember, welcome. You just got here. AJ has a question. I, I've been to Vegas and seen your shows many years oh. ago, but, yeah, it was very good. But I was wondering, what's your favorite joke or possibly prop you've ever come up with? Has anyone ever asked you? Yeah. See if I can think of a good one. Uh, the paper, you know, the telephone when you're a kid, the little paper cups and strings. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I made one for, for like, this is 20 years ago, like an updated version because it was always the same phone. Like, hey, what's going on? Not much. Where are you? So I said they should have a new one that has, another, like, another cup to come out for call waiting. Like, I have to call you back. I have another call. Hello? Oh. So it was clever. And it was a clever. And then I had a conference calling. There was, like, six cups. And then there was a clear cup for caller ID. I know it's you. Pick up. I'm fucking looking at you. So that was that was a fun. That color. is. I had, a, I had a plate for bulimics. That was a good one. <laughs> what do you do? A, you just get always, Are you always thinking? Yeah, yeah. It's always like, new jokes. A, yeah, there's a mouse trap to catch gay rats. So it's like this little. It's a mouse trap with a mirror ball on it. So it spins and the rats like, oh, party, and then they get it. So I'm thinking, yeah, boom. And then you. Know, so what do you do? You just always high. brainstorm. So you just get a, high and just. Well, like, yeah, just get high. And, <laughs> is that what your life is? And then like? I'm like, no one's done that before. This has been a gay rat trap. I'm on. I got the market on this. So, yeah. So it just comes to. Yeah, it just kind of comes to me in, 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 oh. a, in a. Do you have a circle brainstorming circle? Do you go to work early? Say, hey, we're gonna think of new concepts, or oh, is well, it like yeah, two a.m., yeah, one a.m.? You no, know, both. Yeah, <laughs> I go in early every day, and I kind of, I kind of, I, I force myself to have a new joke every day, like one, even if it's a one-liner or one prop or a joke. Um, I challenged myself to come up with one one prop a day. Like we had the balloon, they shot down the other day, so I did a balloon jump where they shoot it, and all this candy fell out. Of the, you know, like it was a pinata. Like fuck, after all that. What do you think candy. came out of that balloon? Yeah, that they shot what, down. Well, I said we put in candy at one, but then I, it should have been something. You know, maybe something. Well, it's Chinese, you know, China. So China. Yeah. A lot of international well, I, audience. Question, for what you, my right, thought Vegas? of this is they kept showing the white balloon. I kept saying, why don't they make it? If it was blue, we wouldn't have seen it. Yeah, because yeah, it blends right. in. And then I thought, you know what they probably did? They said, oh, my God, they fell for it. They shot the white one down. And now there's probably 500 blue ones up that yep. we don't see. Bingo. Well, Thank see, you. I'm also saying UFOs uh, are just they clots. They shot the white balloon down. They fell for it. 
Yeah, I do no politics in my show. None. <laughs> yeah. Sound like a little Trump there? Did I hear? I was trying, folks. Yeah, that's all I can do. That's the only one you can do. Yeah, you got an international audience, folks. right? You, who is the normal people that come in there? A uh, lot of, lot. No, no, I don't have a lot of international. Really? No, because Vegas like, is like. I think comedy doesn't trans like that. Like magic does. I think. A lot of my friend band music. I mean, my friends that play China, they go play Hong Kong, they play everywhere. But comedy's very specific. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I get some people that don't speak English, and they seem to enjoy the show a lot. Yeah, because there's shit to see. Yeah, there's like. Darius has a question for you, Mr. Well, Carrot. Coming from another Florida resident from Fort Lauderdale, what part of Florida are you from? And then when 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 did you become Carrot Top? Uh, I, I'm from, I came from. Uh, uh, or, or land, over Central Florida. Okay. My dad worked at NASA. Okay. As, as a nice. kid. No big deal. That's pretty fucking. Yeah, cool. the real NASA. Yeah, yeah. He was a son. Yeah, he literally. I, there's a joke on my show. I'm not joke. It's a story. I, people say, hey, "Here's a good joke." It's not a joke. So my dad worked at NASA. I'm trained mm. astronauts. And my brother went to the Air Force Academy and flew F-16s. Jeez. Wow. Dog. And I glued dildos under walkers. <laughs> there's a place for everybody. Yeah, I mean, and, then, and, then, awesome. and then there's me. Florida. Yeah, Florida, Florida's awesome. Florida's awesome. I mean, Florida. Yeah, yeah. Take so us yeah, all. It's Flor- I went to Boca Raton as well. Okay, uh, college, FAU. Sweet. Okay, oh, nice. FAU. Yeah. And, uh, Lane yeah. Kiffin minutes for me. For me. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So, uh, and then Carrot Top came about. I, I was in my I was in my dorm room at FAU, and I was trying to think of a stage name, and I said Carrot Top, and I just kind of went with it. And I drew a little carrot and a thing, and I I had a logo before I had an act. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I had my logo, and my Smart. friends like, what's that? And I said, it's a logo for what? And I said, when I become a comedian, they're like, you don't have an act. I said, I know the hard part's done. I got the logo, so <laughs> now we gotta get funny. now we gotta get funny. So that'll come soon. I'm telling no, you. No, yeah. thirty years yeah. in, still 30, thirty-eight growing. years in, we're doing it. Still <laughs> doing it. Tone has a question for you. Do you ever think about using live animals in your show? Do I ever use live animals? Or have you thought about it? Uh, no. I mean, I, th- no, but I. Do you have one? <laughs> you have an idea? There's a guy that. This is the funniest thing I've ever seen Uh-oh. in my life with an animal. This is a guy's ah. name is Bruce Block, Uh-oh. and he's a comic, and he comes out. This, have you seen this guy? No. So this no, rabbit, this rabbit comes on this little stage, right? There's a microphone and the little thing and the rabbit comes out and it grabs the microphone and it's like hey motherfuckers right <laughs> and it, you're like what the and it tells dirty jokes for like 10 minutes so the the trick is there's a water feeder in the thing so oh. the rat's like mm, 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 and it's it, 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 you just you, you genius yes yeah, genius you can't stop you're just crying laughing and then the other guy comes out after the rabbit and everyone's like you, you can't follow the fucking rabbit <laughs> you gotta put the rabbit buck up there for a few more minutes cause dude you, that guy was that rabbit's fucking great yeah. Copperfield had an alien. Oh, he did. He does. A yeah. dinosaur, right? Yeah. And a dinosaur. Yep. And a UFO. Oh, shit. One thirty. <laughs> well, it's a fake one, the right? Yeah. Whoa. 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 Trying to talk shit to Copperfield again. Is that, yeah. <laughs> Trying to yeah. find out what happened. Oh, you mean the little, the little dude thing? Blue 32? Yeah. Is that? No. Dang, I don't Blue know. 32. Oh, is that what it is? Blue 32? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> that was the name. I don't know if Copperfield did. That's a football <laughs> reference at all. But as soon as he said mm. it, I was like, guy's giving a cadence yeah. up here for this alien. I loved it. I had a great time with those shows. I enjoy those shows a lot. I like yeah. watching people perform live. Do you feel any nervous anymore? N- n- nervous? Yeah. No, there's an, there's an anxiousness to it. You get excited. But, Every night? But, yeah. It, it's like not nervous, but you get excited. If you don't, you should, you know, you have to have a little bit of excitement. What do you do There's a new audience, a new crowd every night, so you don't know what's going to, you know. Music? One night, you jump dance? on a trampoline? Music? Dance? What Lots of music in the show. Lots of music. A lot of sound cues and, and, and stuff. 
Same show, how, I mean, how many The first joke out is a song. I said, hey, Vegas, and they play Vegas, and I say, they should have a new theme song for Vegas, and they play that. I would walk 500 miles. It's like, fuck, dude. You walk and walk, and everyone can relate, so the first joke out there, are like, oh, my God, we yeah. just walked a fucking mile to get here. So, yeah. So it lots is a of music. lot of walking. Lots of music. Lot of so, you no, know, I know. So it's a, it's a, it's a good opening joke getting going. What do you have? You just have one of those mega mansions out there in Vegas. Oh, those houses. <laughs> you have a Zillow out there? Ooh, oh, they got well, some you know, big boys. I just, I, just feel, I just did a cameo in this TV show. It's called Hacks, and it's um, uh, they they have this. I play myself, huh? <laughs> and I uh, and they have this fuck dude. It's like. At 47,000 square foot mansion, right? Shit. So I get to the set, and I'm like, oh, fuck, this is cool. And then my friend's like, you do realize that in TV, they think you really fucking live in this house. Yes. Yeah. They're going to think I live in this this thing. Yeah, so 38 like, years. Oh, no, people are going to be like, fucking character. This is his fucking house. Like, it's Good. a TV show. I don't really live in this. <laughs> oh, so that's not your house. No, it's not my house. No, it's, oh. it was, all like that this, it was as big as this, oh. this room, literally, this whole place. And it's on a hill, and I'm like, who does live here? And this old guy walked out, I, I live here. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, well, I'm going to live here now because I'm on TV, so I take it now. So what do you do whenever you, uh, you're like Vegas King now at this yeah. point, one of them. You just get access to every reservation. You guys just have your own phone, like, hey, five-star restaurant. Yeah. I would like a table for four. Uh, somebody calls you. I think tickets, four tickets to uh, uh, your show tonight. To Is that camp. how Vegas works? I, I don't know. I, I work too much. I don't get to go out, so I just work, yeah. Go ahead, I'm going to get four tickets to Copperfield tonight, though, now. Oh, yeah. Be careful. Hey, you're obviously in great shape now, but you ha- you went through, like, a bulking phase for a few years, I feel like, when you were absolutely all my hate mail. Jacked. You were so jacked. What made you, do, what made you uh, t- take on that phase when you looked like you, had, you put on 30, 40 pounds of muscle? You know, it's about right when I started with the uh, Luxor, I had nothing to do all day long, and I had this residency, and I didn't. So I was like, how do you kill a whole day? So I just went to the gym, like, all day. You still obviously go to the gym, I mean, gym, I still though. take a little bit. Yeah, I started to take in shape, but I was, I was, uh, I, I, I mean, was, yeah. yeah. So I just mellowed out, and I, I still, I still ride more of a runner, and I lift a little bit, but not like I, I was too jacked. Yeah, you still look good, though. Yeah. You're great. I look I fucking great. What are you talking about? Yeah, you about? do. <laughs> I'm 57. Hell yeah. I'm surprised, oh, I, I'm surprised I'm still up. Yeah. <laughs> still got a show. So I'm still almost the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, uh, AQ has a question for yes, you, Caritop. So for the next 10 years, is, is Luxor it? Is that where we, is that oh, the yeah, end all be all? Is that where I, we want to go? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna. St- I hopefully just stay in Vegas and, and continue the, the 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 run there. I really don't want to go to Branson. Yeah. Until I yeah. walk like this, and then I'll go to Branson. But what's um, that? And you can't do that in Branson. You can't. There's nothing you can do in Branson. What's, in Missouri, it's a. It's like we're all the. You know, like uh, a lot of the. Um, Oh, that's where you guys were tired. Yeah, well, no, guy. but it used to be. There, there still are. But, that's where but, but Branson, Missouri is kind of known for, like, the, you know, you can't say darn. Or they're like, <gasps> so my show's uh, got uh, a lot of dildos and a lot of shit. Oh. You know, the gay rat trap. They would Ty. shut me down. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so um, Kill you. So I like Vegas, and I think it's a great run. So, yeah, 10 years from now, I, I hope I can still stay uh, doing Is your contract up soon? No, I think three years. Oh, congrats. Years. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Plenty of thank time. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, plenty of time. Come on. <laughs> You'll be dead by then, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. You're young. You're worry about an extension. Two more you're fucking 57. Ty has a question for you. Yes. How much has Vegas changed over the time of your residency? Or oh, does it, amazing. Or does it feel like it's kind of similar? No, it's completely changed. I mean, when I when I started, there wasn't the MGM Grand. I mean, it was, it was not there. So, uh, you know, from that, for the, the, the number of, the joke I do in the show is, you know, your room's not ready. Oh, you're cleaning it? No, we're building it right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, stop fucking building the gun. So they, they, it's amazing the number of hotels that have gone up. And then, the, of course, from sport, I mean, we've got the Golden Knights. 
We got yeah. Raiders. Raiders. I mean, it's it's amazing. Basketball team coming. They're building. Ones. And yep. they, yeah, and they, they they baseball right. They're saying. Yeah, yeah baby. UFC fights. Basketball, UFC. Yeah, yeah Dana White's here. Headquarters. UFC. I saw you talking to Dana White. Um, UFC. Yeah, that's when we first heard you were in the yeah. building. We yeah. lost our mind. That was three and a half hours ago. So but, happy to hear you. Yeah, still but here. Vegas is, is amazingly changed and. Uh, it's it's cra- and the number of restaurants and, and they're they're even right now building like three new arenas. I don't know what they're wow. going to put in them, but there's just there's oh yeah, the, there's that dome thing. Yeah, the big building. steer. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. it's it's amazing how much it's grown. Yeah. Well, you've done a great job being a part of the whole thing. Last question here from Boston Connor down at the end. Yeah, Carrot Top. Obviously, you knew you know Dana White coming up here. Do you know Mark Davis? Is there ever, yeah. ever been a time? I know Mark or, real well. Oh, really? Okay. What's he like? And is he coming oh, to your shows? Oh, he's he's real real nice. Yeah, no, he's great, great. Um, I yeah I, <laughs> I I don't know how I end up in, in his box. I was like I was going to the game and they said Davis like to sit in his box. Oh okay. yeah. So I was in his box right. and then uh, yeah right, ate his chicken wings and how were they pretty good? Drank his beer and what? What? he was very very nice. Yeah we we run into each other all the time. And is this, this what he guy. looked like when he sat down? That's what, there he is right there. That's exactly what he looked like. <laughs> that, that was his look when I took his last wing. He's like what the fuck? <laughs> hey, come on guys, put he it in my Chris backpack. Yeah. Sweet. Football page. I still, you know, John Gruden, of course, is one probably really dear friend of mine. That's how I got into to, to with the Raiders too. So Whoa. we still, we still, we still text each other. Right. So there's a chance we see some of your emails. Yeah, from, hopefully not emails. What is that? Six hundred ninety-nine thousand. But yeah, I missed him. He's a good dude. Hey, we appreciate the hell out of you stopping by. Yeah, We're all big fans, I, man. Well, I walked by and I said, "Oh, I'm gonna go on that one." Can I go in there? There you are. You could have any time. Literally, uh, yeah. I was gonna come right, right up here. Dana White and just sit on his lap, but I, I took, I said, "No, I didn't do that." Well, especially with what we were talking about at that point. Yeah, that would have been a... Oh, yeah, been, no, no, no. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah that would have been, been quite a moment. <laughs> quite that would have been a... Uh, that's good. Hey, we appreciate you. Next time we yeah. go to Vegas, coming out to a show. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah. I'd love, it, love, yes. it. I'd love you guys to come anytime. Yeah. Hell yeah. And keep thinking, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing you have a, um, a work ethic that even if people don't find the carrot top gimmicks funny like have to respect your work ethic mm-hmm. honestly that's Hell something yeah. that not a lot of people have you should be very proud of oh thank you no I problem do. it's honorable thank you appreciate it just keep going till the fucking wheels come off huh yeah what oh, well we'll see you in vegas right Hell yeah, oh, yeah. Hey, man we'll drinking gambling we'll smoking what? prostitution what? bring what? the kids too it's a beautiful, <laughs> yeah. beautiful. yeah appreciate the hell out of you ladies and gentlemen carrot talk yeah. Yeah. can't Woo. wait to see what you do for the super bowl next year out there man honestly appreciate the hell out of you no problem at all. This guy. That hair is fucking awesome. Yeah, you got it some is. dreads in there? Yeah, it's dreaded up. Fuck. I mean, I've Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. Bro, look at that. Just look how fucking awesome That was awesome. Thanks, really. Thanks, Thanks, man. That was great. Hey, pleasure. Thank you. Keep going. Good right. shoes. Yeah. Sweet <laughs> shoes, too. Look at those shoes. I know. Well, you can't Wentz wear those. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what those are? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I hope you're happy, Carrot Talk. <laughs> <laughs> He's fixing the set. He's fixing the set as well. That was fantastic. Yeah. Absolute awesome. legend. Florida man. Yeah, I'm kind of blown away. You didn't know who he was? No, I did. Are you kidding me? No, that's not what I heard. No, I knew. Who, who doesn't know who Carrot Top is? Well, that was the question that I was asking when I heard that there was somebody who maybe hadn't heard of Carrot Top. Yep. First thing my father ever showed me. Right after. First thing ever. Right after Bill Belichick. 
Boom. Right there. Carrot top. Thought you were growing your hair out because of carrot top. Uh, before we get out, he's dreaded up. Yeah, he's yeah. sweet. He's got dreads in the back there. It's all kind of growing out. Before we get out of here, we weren't able to do this yesterday. Bruce Bronovich had to run to a target to make this happen. Yep. Here we go. AQ and D-Butt, would you guys like to take some shots, potentially for the people that are watching and listening? Let's do sure. it. Sure. All right, AQ, we'll start with you, pal. You if go, AQ Al. is able to make a ball Don't into this it. basketball hoop, we will give 15 people $500 who retweet this video, say something nice to somebody, and put the cash tag in the same reply so we can pay you officially on Cash App. You'll have five opportunities. Okay. Five opportunities at this. Oh, he doesn't need there five. Come five. on now. Yeah. You don't need five. Hey! Ooh, oh, that's going idea. in soon. Right I'm bored. I'm bored. All right, here we go. Hold on, I'm locked up in the thing here. We might need a rebounder. I think Tony's rebounded. What's your average in oh, high Bill. school? I see Bill springing, springing over there. 30 and 18, like Giannis. 30 and 18? I AQ it. is 0 for 1. He is in the Western Pennsylvania Interscholastic Athletic League Hall of Fame for his basketball prowess Dog. in high school. He has four more shots at this thing to win 15 people. $500. Who retreat? Ooh. Oh, broke it. Oh, no. Jeez. What the heck? Where was that made? What the hell? Come on. You know where it was made. You know where it was made. USA, yeah. right? That's what you guys are saying. Absolutely that, right? not. One, just uh, one. I see what you're saying. You'd be able to dunk that thing if it was made here. <laughs> you're saying China. <laughs> That's what AJ said. I didn't say it. No, I didn't. Hey, cute. Does the A in your name stand for Antetokounmpo? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I thought. Fisher Price was the creme de la creme. I don't know. They're making cheap shit. What's <laughs> three more shots? What does that say? Yeah, there you go, Dick. Blue. Oh, oh man. Uh oh. Here we go. There it is. Oh. oh. No. Hey, last shot here. Last Fifteen shot. people. Five hundred dollars. Let's go, AQ. Alan Quay Shipley can make a very simple, basic, childlike shot. Money. Oh, Air ball. AQ. It's like coming up short on a birdie putt. AQ, that does not bode well for you in a pickleball game later, pal, if you can't make any adjustments at all from one shot to the Zero. next. Yikes. Darius J. Butler is going to attempt to save the day. Jeez, that was bad. Darius, if you can make one of these five shots at the hoop, we'll give 20 people $500 to retweet this video. Say something nice to somebody. And put the cash in. Oh, he got it. He's got it. Just yeah, a little he's got more. It. He's got it. Right on line. Oh, oh come on. Little less. Come on, Diggs. Not come on. the rim right. Help me rim. out, Brim. Oh, no. Let's not put it on the rim. Come on, Diggs. If Darius J. Butler can make one of these three shots. Three shots. 20 people will win $500 who retweet this video, say something nice to somebody, and put their cash check in the same reply so we can pay you officially on Cash App. Darius Ooh. Butler with the rock. Oh, oh shit. This guy stinks. Uh, I mean, it's a lot harder. Good it's bound. a lot harder. Good bound. Oh, yeah, that no. ball feels like yeah, a professional light, athlete. Light ball. Two shots left. We are. Oh, oh man. This is the one. This is the one right here. Oh, All right, D-Bud. Everyone's watching. Ladies and gentlemen, Darius can make this shot. This that guy. was in. Are you kidding me? That maybe, was in. Maybe if this hoop wasn't Bruce, made, Bruce. Bruce. Bruce has been on fire lately. I we know that. Shit. AJ Hawk. Let's go, AJ. If you can make. See if I can miss five. One of these five shots will give 15 people five. Give me that back. Oh. I mean, are you? Oh, it's gone. At least try to make the fucking spin, AJ. It's gone forever. <laughs> it's tougher than it looks. I, it is. I know. It's an embarrassment. Okay. Hey, you want to switch? You want to, You want the shots? It's not about me. It's about oh, okay. people. Oh, okay. Okay, got it's it. people. It's people. Stop being so selfish. <laughs> Carrot Top would have made it. You're right. We should have given yeah, it to him. Yeah, he doesn't miss. 
if AJ Hawk can make one of these four shots into that hoop right over there, we'll get 15 people, $500, who retweet this video. Say something. Give me that back. It's not even close. Give me that back. Right. It's not short, that's None for sure. You're close. All right, if AJ yeah. can make one of these next three. Hey! Oh, $500, retweet this video. Say something nice to somebody. Thank you. Put your cash tag in the same reply so we can pay you officially on Cash App. Shout out to AJ. Out of bag. Shout out to D-Butt. Out of bag. Shout out to AQ. Out of bag. Shout out to Ty Schmidt. Out of bag. Out of Out of bag. Out of 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 back. Hey! Hey! Stage being our home for the next few days live from Radio Row. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow with more conversations that need to be heard right here on the internet. The dumbest show shall continue from the nicest stage that we've ever been on. We can't thank everybody enough for setting it up, for being a part of this, and we can't thank you enough for watching and allowing us to do this for a living. We live the dumbest life of all time, and it's because of all of you. You are the best on earth. Goodbye. We'll see you tomorrow from Radio Row.